Hold on to your mug. We're in for a wild night. Greeting, traveler. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of Born to be Warlock. Uh, I mean, Born to be Wild, <laughs> a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host, Nate Wolf. As always, uh, tonight, Mike is off. He is hosting uh, Team Hearth Legends Friday night show called Friday Night Fights over on the Team Hearth Legends uh, Twitch page. So uh, if you can catch catch that uh, in between breaks or or catch it um, catch the vod later, that'd be awesome. Uh, so filling in for him tonight is our good friend Wildcard. So welcome back to the show. It's good to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Always absolutely, absolutely. Very festive. I like it. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, joining us as always, Hydralisk. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. It. It's it's really good to be here. A long week, and I'm stoked to to talk some Warlock tonight. Great class, and uh, yeah, I'm just really happy uh, to be here. I want to get on talking about all this news and everything we got going on tonight. Yeah, we got a busy night. All right, you guys, I'm really excited tonight for our special guest. Uh, he's a wild, legendary Hearthstone player uh, and Warlock specialist, all the way from Calcutta, India. Joining us tonight is Palmanaus Plastic. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's great to have you. I'm very excited. So, Welcome. Yeah, uh, man, I've been following you for a long time on Twitter. I've seen all your kind of hot takes on the Warlock class, and uh, <laughs> we've chatted a little bit in the DMs, trying to make things work that really had no business working, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> some some uh, some Maligos Warlock. We're trying to make some kind of discard work. It really doesn't work very well, but <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, it's it's because it's warlock it's possible right because we can draw cards that we need with other classes you can't absolutely hey That's so for those people who are are watching or listening to the show that aren't as familiar with you can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you how long you've been playing how you got into hearthstone and, and that sort of thing i i don't think i've been playing very long it's been um, 8 to 9 months at best uh, I started out playing a game called Duel Masters. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I was one of the best players in our city, which which isn't saying much because no one played it here. But <laughs> even then, but even then, the concept of cards battling it out on a table fascinated me a lot because the only other card games I knew were in a casino, and it uh, it wasn't for me. So mainly, I got started out on um, Hearthstone because uh, a friend introduced me to it, and he has since left the game for reasons best known to him. But <laughs> finally, that but finally that I am here, I saw a, like I, I absolutely identified with Warlock as a class because in Duel Masters, that game I am talking about, um, there was a civilization called uh, Darkness, right? So what it did was it. Uh, used your own powers uh, on life total to um, give you some benefits and i think i found a home in warlock because it did the essentially the, the very same thing 
and uh, since I started playing uh, Hearthstone, I've never touched standard. I mean, with, for the first month, yes, to build up a collection and to get to unlock wild because you have to unlock wild at that point. And then after after I've been in wild, I've not looked back since. Awesome. I forget what what does it take again to unlock wild? It's been so long. Rank twenty five, I think. You have to climb from oh. rank fifty to twenty five. It was a grind, I tell you. And when when I joined Hearthstone, it was full of mid range hunters. I don't know if you're familiar with that deck. It used to be um, a card. There used to be a card which uh, gains health and life, uh, which gains uh, health points and attack points based on how many minions have died in his board. That was the basis of standard. Fifty games in a row, straight facing that deck. <laughs> <laughs> I had same thing happen to me. I created a, an EU account in order to uh, play with some friends there to do a little bit of coaching and stuff. And it started me out also at rank fifty as the <clears throat> uh, was it, you know bronze chicken or whatever. No, even gosh, <laughs> above all that, like at the very very beginning. And it doesn't unlock wild until you get to like you said uh, rank twenty five. And it was so sure. frustrating. And because when you start the only cards in, in that collection are all the free Demon Hunter cards. So I started playing at rank 50, and that's all I saw. Probably 20 games in a row, Demon Hunter, Demon Hunter, Demon Hunter. And I got so sick but, of it. But, but you know why, right? Because the basic cards of Demon Hunter are much better than the basic cards of everything else. Right? Absolutely. Because it was introduced later into the game. Yeah. I did it. It was before Demon Hunter came out. I went back and I did the same thing as you, Nate, just for fun to do it and i i made a mid-range hunter i think crackling razor maw may have still been legal so like that with Houndmaster and all that fun stuff but i think i just had like a savannah high main in there on top and went through and i even had people message me because i, I probably had a, a legendary or two in there that i purposely crafted dusted everything else i'm like you're not new you crafted this deck on purpose i'm crushing the noobs i'm like i'm sorry i just wanted to see how fast i could do it <laughs> used to be a point i used to think people with golden hero portraits used to be the deal right they are the ones to reach they're the ones to beat then it turns out they just play a lot and learn nothing from it <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> like yeah that totally could be true that's, that's pretty yeah. funny no but i remember i remember when i first started when you saw somebody either with uh, a legend card back or a golden hero portrait, it was intimidating. And after you play long enough, um, it just doesn't matter anymore. But yeah, that's pretty funny. So you've, <laughs> you've only been playing for less than a year. How did you, um, how do you find wild in terms of, um, I guess like difficulty to, to play or building your collection? How did you go about doing that? As opposed to standard, or what is the benchmark here? Well, I suppose I, I, what I'm getting at is that Wild has been around for, what are we at, like six years now? And so sure. the, um, the the collection goes way, way back. So did you, um, you know, with the old adventures, or how did you get some of the older cards? So I decided that I want Warlock to be my life. Right, so what I did was I dusted every non-warlock card there was I got because I was very clear on what I wanted to do, and uh, uh, I started out with with my first deck, which is in an even lock, and uh, the, the difficulty with that was it does not use very common warlock cards, 
So what happens is you're stuck with that first deck for a while if you if you and then you buy packs and then you supplement your collection. That's a different story. When I started out, I obviously didn't invest money in it in the in the game. But um, when I started out, Evil Lock uses giants and hooked reavers, which no warlock uses for for any purpose. So I stuck with that deck for over a year. I learned the ins and outs of that deck. In fact, I, I might give out a shout, uh, give a shout out to Ben from work because I used to copy his lists back in the day when I started out, and he was a great Evil Lock player. And uh, uh, finally, when I got over my Evil Lock phase, in, in fact, when even log got over me, I should say, when it became irrelevant in, in the meta. I crafted, finally, what was considered core warlock cards, which are like Skull and, and uh, Malganis and Void Lords and things like that, which, which you, know, you find in every other deck. So I started going to cube. And once you craft a cube lock, you basically have everything you need for crafting everything else. Pretty much, um, yeah. Only... Yeah, and then you buy the League of Explorers uh, adventure, right, uh, to get the Reno cards, and then uh, finally you have a Reno lock, and then you have so much dust because you have not been using anything else, so you craft everything else. And the good thing about Warlock is that it repeats a lot of cards. There is a core package of eight to ten cards, I should say, if not more, uh, which which involve a lot of uh, repetition in many other decks. And which with with other classes, I'm sure it's not the same. And if you add Reno into the mix, you have all the collection you need. So let me ask you: um, as I, I mean, I understand why you like Warlock, but why do you? Is it just a? Um, why do you only play that class? Uh, why would you not? Why are you a main? I guess is the question. Why would you not venture out to other classes? There's a simple answer for that. I like having options in my hand, and. Um, with other classes, you are given a set of cards and you are stuck with it until every turn. What happens is it's like life gives you a box of chocolates, right? Make make something out of it. But no, I want more chocolates, so I'll tap. You know, that's why I like more. <laughs> why shouldn't I, right? If, if there's a mechanic which allows me to cards, I mean, that just by itself makes the class a whole lot better. I don't care what the other cards are about. As long as I can have what I need. When Even Lock in Even Lock uh, is my favorite deck in the world because it allows me to tap for one mana. I, I am incredibly crazy about having more options in my hand because I am a person who likes to be prepared for every situation. I don't hope that the next card is the card I need. In fact, I prepare for it at the cost of my health total. And in fact, Keeping my health total low is something that I pride myself in because as an even lock player or even a dark glare warlock player, you, sh- you should be familiar with sitting at 2 to 10 health, not at 1 because there's, there's, no, let's forget 1, but from 2 to 10, you should be very comfortable and be right at home. And if, if you can do that um, and also leverage the fact that giving 2 to 10 health makes you have incredible options in your hands to play, um, I think no other class in Hearthstone does it. The only thing that's also one mana that does something that's pretty cool, Secret Passage. That'll give you cards you can play with. <laughs> Just four, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After can you, you play it? all your cards and play that, and then you play a bunch more. Yeah, that's fine, <laughs> but it's still very randomized. But what, oh, yes. what if you tap from turn one? If, if it's even, even lock, I mean, if you tap from turn one and keep tapping until the end of the game. 
you know, how about that as a possibility? That's yeah. true. That's a good point. Yeah. So I was going to ask you the question, but you already sort of revealed it. Your favorite Warlock deck of all time. You said Evenlock? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, it's definitely a fun one, and I think that there's a, a very high skill cap in that deck. I've seen it evolve over the years, and it is a blast. Uh, everywhere from the, the Hooked Reavers and the Molten Giants, the... the uh, the best part is making people think that I have no health left, right? But then you come up with a spell stone. And no, first you come up with a board full of giants. Then you do a spell stone. Then you put taunts in between the giants. And, you know, then the, the, the opponent is wondering what the hell is going on in this game. Because I, I have, uh, my even lock is always teched to deal burst damage from hand. I know I shouldn't be talking about even lock, but forgive me. Uh, uh, there's... Uh, my my package of even lock, let's call it uh, my optimal package, runs a lot of uh, burn spells like nether breath, uh, uh, dark bomb, hellfire. So in ten mana, I could deal unforeseen damage out of nowhere. The, the the person has no idea what hit him. Forget the giants. He's sitting at twelve health, and I can burst him down from there. And that is only possible because even lock draws so much that you always have the card you need, which is why it's my favorite deck in the world. It's too bad it's not good in the meta. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of my follow-up question is, is like does is it sort of a sphincter clencher when when you're when you're really that low and you're facing something like a secret mage? I mean, like how do you play against something like that that's just gonna you know can blast you in the face like that? I think you outskill them into thinking that you're going to die. And uh, again, secret mage, the idea to play even lock is that you have to have uh, below ten health by turn four. And then get your giants out. So you mulligan differently. You keep spell stones. You keep uh, molten giants. Because secret mage does not only deal burn damage. It also deals uh, chip damage through through minions. That's where its uh, damage source comes from. So you have taunts ready. You have giants ready. And then surprise. There's nothing they can do about it. Because at 4 mana they can only play a fireball. And at 4 mana I can heal for 7 with um, spell stones. So it's it's a high skill game of uh, of chess, let's call it, between the two parties. Because um, uh, my advantage is that I have more cards. His advantage is that he can just wait out for me to get to uh, twelve health rate, and then he can bust me down with Cloud Prince and Fireball. Um, the only way to play this matchup is to be very low at a very early stage in the game. Okay. Interesting. I no, I like the insight. I appreciate it. So another question for you. We ask everybody that comes on the show, how did you come up with your username? Is there a story behind that? And you were mentioning offline, a lot of people think that you are German. Yeah. Um, it's it's based off um, a, a German rap song by a band called 187 Strassenbande. And it is, uh, uh, well, the lyrics are too vulgar. Uh, what parmenos plastic means effectively is that smoking weed under the palm trees and i have no attachment to that sentiment but i really love the flow of the song and the <laughs> band is quite excellent if, if like, i i understand that you people are mainly from america and the hip-hop culture belongs to you but the germans are doing incredibly well um, in replicating some of their music and putting it out there and i just thought um, it's a very cool name and uh, look, instead of putting my real name out, out there like Nate Wolf does, I thought, why not uh, uh, popularize a band that no one has heard of? 
I like that. I like that. Yeah, no, I know. I, I regret I regret using my real name uh, just about every week. <laughs> so. You know, maybe maybe you've tricked us. Maybe you're not really Nate Wolf. <laughs> there, there are at least. Maybe, maybe he's not. I've met this Nate Wolf guy. Asked him, are you Nate Wolf? He said, I should really change my name. And turns out it was not him. There's an imposter running about who is very regretful of the fact there's another Nate Wolf and everyone confuses him for it. <laughs> it seems to be happening more and more every day. <laughs> oh. yeah, so, is, is, so Nate's real name is like Scott Jones or something, right? That's the point. So <laughs> we should just call you Scott Jones from now on. You'll right? never know. Because Nate Wolf, Nate Wolf is just your battle tag. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, it's Nate Tackle. Nate Tackle. <laughs> oh, God, you guys. It's great. Um. <laughs> Okay, all right. Do you guys have any more questions, or should we should we move on? We've got a, a pretty busy uh, uh, lineup for tonight with with news and stuff. Quite a bit. We can move on. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, quickly before we get started, I do want to say a big thank you to our patrons. Uh, first off. Shokunin and Pug Ugly for being the executive producers of our show, uh, kind of backing us financially. We really, we really appreciate your help. And also a big thank you to our patrons, Adam W., Claudette G., and Daniel B. for our, being patrons of the show. We, we really appreciate your help and your support. Uh, if anyone out there is interested in supporting the show as well, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash borntobewildhs. If anyone out there is interested in supporting the show in a non-monetary fashion, there are a couple of really easy things that you can do. If you go to our YouTube and hit subscribe, we're just shy, a little bit shy of a thousand subscribers, which is really exciting. Uh, trying to get there, hopefully. Um, if you can subscribe to the YouTube, that that uh, is really beneficial to us. If you cl- click on a video and watch it like the whole way through, even if you walk away, that actually helps quite a bit. Uh, if you leave us a review on iTunes, that would be fantastic. Um, or you want to join our Discord server just to hang out with other members of the Wild community. It's been a really fun place to hang out. So anyways, and also uh, something that we do every week, assuming that there is somebody, is to shout out first-time Wild Legend players. And we have someone this week that we met through Discord. This is for Hulk477. He said, hit Legend for the first time today. Thanks to Mike Lowe for the for the list. Uh, it's an Anyfin combo paladin that he got from Mike's stream. Uh, he said it's always been his favorite deck. He came in at uh, Legend 1351. So congratulations, Hulk. That's nice. So cool. Congrats. Congratulations. So, I mean, there's something special that, that first time that you hit Legend. I, I was... So, so much nerves for me. We were talking over the past week a little bit about uh, the potential for reverting nerfs. I think it was Imic who had a post of all the nerfed cards and if you could unnerf anything, what would it be? And I was thinking about like the first time I hit Legend was back uh, right before they nerfed Call to Arms playing that Egg Paladin. And that was a blast. Uh, do you guys remember your That nerf made me sad. It really did. Like, I know it made a lot of people happy, but I loved four mana called arms. Oh, it was great. It was great. I so loved I loved that card. I think that was back in 2018. Uh, around, I think it was April or May for me, something like that. Do you, Hyder, do you remember when you hit Legend for the first time? 
don't I don't want to tell you guys what it was. <laughs> it's a pirate warrior or something. It was, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not so bad. Yeah, that's a, that's a totally degenerate, like you know. It's it's a, it's a fan deck. It's one of the fanest decks in world. Uh, well, it was standard at the time, like yeah. 2017, 2016, around there. Yeah, yeah, um, and and yes, I I uh, as Palmanus said, um, some people have golden. Uh, heroes and because they were just smashing the button. That's definitely how I got golden uh, warriors. <laughs> I played so much golden, so much pirate warrior. Anyways, and, and you know what? I was so reluctant to play it because I I hated that I'm in charge, like popping out over and over and over again. And I was like, <laughs> this card, man, like it, it ticked me off. To like no end, and then one day I crafted it. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> funny thing is, I I think I disenchanted it. I opened it from packs and I disenchanted it to build something else, and then I ended up crafting it. I spent way too much money on patches. I disenchanted that card, <laughs> then I crafted it, and then later on I crafted it in gold. <laughs> so. Oh man! Shame on me! Right? That's why like, you just what? craft it. When a good card's good, you craft it in gold, and you never have to mess with it. You don't. You just leave it. Just leave it. I know. I actually, I remember uh, trying to write in a ticket to Blizzard or whatever. I'm like, I've made a really big mistake. I spent way too much money on one card. Can I get like some help? I didn't get a response, of course, because it was stupid. It was just me being stupid. I just thought maybe they'd have some sympathy for what I had done all for this one card. They helped you by removing the charge from patches. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Then they nerfed it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your money. Yeah. The ch- removing the charge. Oh, my God. That's such a double entendre. I love it. Wildcard, what did, what did you what did you hit Legend with first? Was it, war- it was Warlock, right? It was. Yeah, you were there, but I lost my, my Legend virginity. He was a man off yeah. to my own heart. Warlock, yeah, it was, really? uh, it, No, it was, it was your deck. It, it was. It was. It was. Deck. Yeah, That's... it was his Q block because it had the um it had rat catcher. It had rat catcher and it had yeah. the sanguine uh Yeah. Um, yeah. Sanguine Revela. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I got it from Nate, so look at all it's all coming together. This is beautiful. It's a perfect circle. I love it. Our love hands, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just I never had time to play and and, and COVID gave me the time to play the legend, so <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and Nate was helping me my first time. He held my hand all the way through. It was, it was nice. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a tender moment. <laughs> yeah, it was a tender moment. I'm, I'm glad I could make my, my first legend moment really awkward for everybody, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was a good deck though i i i do like well and i think that it hasn't really changed much i mean it's still good those cards are great i think one of the things that people um since we're talking about q block for two seconds and one of the mistakes that people make in my opinion is they don't have a way to pop your own cube and there's so many removal options available that I feel like it's so risky to cube something and just leave a cube on the board because people will, um, there's not as much silence running around, but there's things that will transform it. Kazakas is a thing. Uh, Zephyrs will turn it into a frog and it's just, it's too, it's too risky. So being able to pop your cube and then Ratcatcher gains, uh, stats and, and rush, um, 
there it's just great i re- remember when they yeah. nerfed um was it dark pact yeah it used to gain i think it was eight health right and now yeah. it's and now it's four um it's yeah right i was so sad yeah. when they yeah, when they nothing crazy looking back like that you're like oh yeah that is a lot that is a lot well and then and then they nerfed um lackey the uh god what was it I called remember, uh, uh, demonic lackey yeah yeah, yeah uh, i think to six, what is six, it? Six mana to two, six mana to two card. I remember this. It it used to summon something, a demon out of your deck um, when it died. Right. But it, it was so badly costed at that point. Six mana, two two. You play, and that doesn't do anything on that turn. I mean, after no. the nerf, it was dead. It was, it was dead. dead. Sad. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Still a good deck, I, and I think. I guess one final question before we move on to into talking about our weeks as somebody who uh, specifically looking after one class, um, but started playing wild relatively recently. Do you think that, um, I guess my question is how, how is the game for you from a, um, have you had to invest a lot of money, invest a lot of time? Um, or how did you find it as a, as a relatively new player trying to get old, older cards? Um, well, it's a loaded question because I used to do daily quests. It, it used a lot of work for sure. I love playing the game, so I didn't mind um, working for it. But uh, for someone who wants to get into standard, it's impossible, right, as a new player. But in while, it is quite possible because you retain your collection, nothing rotates out. And most of all, you can buy now, now, although uh, you can buy uh, wild sets uh, in the store. But when I started out, it used to be about crafting cards. So I remember my first even log deck, which I copied uh, uh, from Ben from work. It, it used to cost uh, something about seven thousand to eight thousand dust. So to get it, I had to play uh, play a lot of decks that I didn't like because I started out with the deck and I'm moving and working towards it eventually. So uh, what I did was I played with decks that I didn't like, a cheap aggro deck, as people call it. Uh, so so you farm up the wins, you farm up the levels and Hearthstone used to reward you for every level that you gained because the climb from rank 50 to um, diamond, I think, was very fun. Uh, back in the day, you used to get a lot of packs, a lot of rewards. It kept it, it kept me very invested in playing to make me a better player the first time I hit Legend. I remember I was quite underwhelmed because... Uh, the rank, uh, the rewards till rank five were far more better than hitting uh, like than hitting legend. And uh, as a warlock main, I only had to worry about uh, me versus the world kind of a concept where I do not care about what else is going on in the meta. Just make my team stronger so that it can face off against the world. So as I started out, I think Hearthstone as wild is very affordable, uh, but Hearthstone as standard, I am not sure how people keep up with that. It's a really interesting and perspective. It, I like that. And it helps that I stick to one class because then I don't have to invest in other classes. But if, if I were to, say, diversify, if I were to branch out, I'm sure I wouldn't be able to have uh, dexterity uh, or uh, affordability of reaching and making out so many decks or even experimenting for that matter because uh, people like Hydralis can have a huge collection. I don't. I just have a full, complete Warlock collection. Uh, but 
if I were to branch off to even a single other class, I think it would be very difficult as a free-to-play player and without investing a whole, whole amount of money. Yeah, interesting. I like that take. Yeah, was, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you mentioned it before, but did you say, are, are you free to play or have you put money into this? Well, I am kind of in the between because I started out as free to play and then I thought I want my warlock card. So I just invested uh, some amount of money to get what I needed. Nice. I think that's the only way to play uh, the game. You invest a, some amount of money and then you bolster your collection. You do not go wail on people and um, start getting everything in golden. I mean, that's probably some, something what people do right in NA and EU. But... I, I do not see the necessity of doing that it, because Hearthstone, back when I started out, used to be very rewarding to free-to-play players. And now I am um, reserving my comments because it has been already said, but uh, now it's becoming a little harder for new players or free-to-play players to enter without investing at least a little amount of money. Yeah, I agree. I will say, uh, just regarding your comments, I think that... Um, you're right about the golden cards. It's probably not a good idea, especially if you play multiple classes, it gets very expensive. However, I do want to jump on one other thing that you said where, especially Warlock is a great example where there's a core set of cards that is played in just about every Warlock deck, whether it's Maligos or Control or Reno or cube or whatever where it's your like core set of of cards yeah like if you were going to do it you could probably craft those pretty safely and know that you're going to use them in just about everything but i feel you uh one of our good friends gold daniel is i mean that's what he mainly plays warlock too and uh, i think those are the only cards that he has uh converted to gold i could be wrong on that but i know um uh, you know i'd asked him like how how can you you have got all these like golden warlock cards. How do you do it? He's like, well, those are the only cards that I'm interested <laughs> yeah. in. So <laughs> yeah, that makes it easier. For sure. All right. Well, each week we like to check in with each other and, you know, just see how we're doing, what's been going on. So uh, we'd like just to touch base a little bit. Paul Manis, what have you been up to this week in life in Hearthstone, anything? Well, it's been a busy week uh, for me at work, uh, but uh, apart from that, at Hearthstone, I have done nothing but play two to three games a day. In fact, I play less, less than I think. I haven't even bothered to climb to Legend this season because I've been experimenting with my Cthulhu Warlock. And so far, I'm happy to report that it works uh, against specific decks. And now, what I... Uh, really want to talk about is that uh, uh, I love the uh, quest revamp system that Hearthstone introduced very recently uh, because there was a lot of complaints from the community and it seems like they've heard and um, that has gotten me excited to play again. Now that it is the weekend here, I want to uh, hit that legend mark and then experiment around even more. Um, apart from that, uh, I think it's been a very busy week and I haven't had any time at all to play Hearthstone for that matter. But the holidays are coming soon. So I hope that I put my hat on and get there. Right on. That's pretty cool. Um, how about you, Wildcard? What have you been up to this week? Um, a lot of cyberpunk. Well, I mean, a little bit. I, I actually I actually had a game-breaking bug 
um, that crashed my game after the intro mission. Um, so I was not too happy about that, but I had a friend help me out and they actually had to reinstall an exe file, like the actual game file, like a mm-hmm. different version of it to get the, the darn thing to work. Um, so I've actually been playing a little bit of that lately. Um, and then Nate actually invited me to be on a THL team this week. So I think that starts up next week, um, the wild THL team. So it's, it's the first time cool. I've ever done anything THL. I'm brand new to it. So, uh, so I'm excited about that. Be I'm sure, really a lot of fun. Yeah. How how many hours do you think you are into Cyberpunk right now? Uh, only maybe five. Not not very not very long. Yeah, I think you're we just similar to me. Yeah, I just got. Is it as buggy as this? You know what? When I've got it to work, when it didn't have, when it didn't hard crash for me, it's played fine for me. But I've heard so many varied stories of like people with no bugs, people with some bugs. People like me that that just the game didn't work for them, um, and then there's the whole console issue where you know if you're on PS4, Xbox, Xbox One, the game plays like crap because you know they didn't they made it for uh, future gen, not for past gen. Yeah, I only had a bug for the first day or so, just a visual bug, and then as soon as I downloaded the proper driver from Nvidia, mm-hmm. I, it's smooth sailing. So I yeah. don't. I haven't seen much as for bugs, but like I said, I'm not very far into the game mm-hmm. around where Wildcard is. Three to five hours, somewhere in there. Yeah. Not a lot. Uh, but it, I don't know, it's running fine. So I can't complain myself, but I do feel bad for everybody that's on console that wanted to play it and can't. Yeah. Yeah, I debated go- I debated console versus um versus PC for a while. And I was like, no, cause there's going to be some funky mods and stuff. And I'm going to want to mess with that to somewhere down the line. So I want to do PC. Well, yeah. Um, and so you can, you can also just like use a controller if you're yeah, like super yeah. stoked on controllers. That's what I've been yeah. doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, but also I, I found driving was a little hard with the keyboard and mouse. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just like, whoop. Whoop! <laughs> Whoop! <laughs> yeah, like, like how many beers have I had? So, um, yeah. but other than that, uh, there's only a couple other things. I got ranked 50 this week um, in the achievement um, ah, list. Sick. And, oh, who did you uh, pick? So I picked Rogue. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> we got two, and I haven't gotten my thousand Rogue unlocked yet. So, yeah, definitely Rogue. And then, of course, last week I got Legend. So, last Friday, I think it was. Um, that's that's been it. You played Big Priest, you degenerate. (laughs) I got to show the kids how it's done. You you pick on me because I I play my, you know, my, my, you're going to emote to me because I'm playing some off meta deck. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play your deck and we'll see what happens. 18 to 2. I actually, (laughs) I actually like your list because it's significantly different than the other ones running around. Um, I know we were giving you a hard time because you cut palm reading. I actually, I forgot about it completely. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of a wasted term. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) That is a, that is like a Ben from work level hot take. I have, I think. (laughs) (laughs) No, because it's, it's, I think I explained it in the discord too. Cause it's just like, and again, this is just generally how I design my decks. It's like, I'm a control player. I want to remove for a certain amount of period for a period of time. And then I want to do my big stuff. And 
all I want that that deck that card slot for a removal piece rather than a make my thing cheaper and get my stuff out earlier, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it, I feel it, you. I guess it I, way. Yeah, I um, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I won't say that I agree with you. <laughs> I, I, we're giving Ben a hard time, but he's one of our favorite people. Okay, I think I love this chat here. All of the Ben, the Ben hot takes. Nazoth is a bad card. Cut ice block. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We love you, Ben. Oh, Bran is a bad card. Let's see. Uh, ben is one of the best Hearthstone players, like probably in the world. So, <laughs> I, I I give him a lot of credit. Uh, we should, yeah, we should do a weekly Ben from work hot take. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, how about you, Nate? How's your week been going? Uh, it's been going well. It has been a very busy week at work, but I wrapped things up this afternoon and I'm taking off uh, a little over a week. So I've got about, I've got like the next 10 days off. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. It's fantastic. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I've been exhausted lately and just with, uh, kind of prepping for the holidays and, and a lot of stuff I'm working on a, a lot of different things. I think, uh, at, at work, people ask me what I do for work, and it's basically a fifty percent project management and fifty percent politics, and it's just been a very busy time for all of that stuff. And uh, so I, I'm looking forward to some time off. Um, I hit level forty six in the in the battle pass, uh, mm-hmm. so I, I got the the new thrall portrait where he's I guess he's riding a wolf, but I swear it looks like Battle Cat from. Uh, Masters of the Universe. <laughs> um, I I a while back I uh, Steam was having a sale on all of the Batman games for like five dollars each, so I went and bought them all, even though I played them on the PlayStation a long time ago. And uh, I just beat I beat Arkham Asylum over the past week, and I there was a couple things that I hadn't completed, like the challenge missions and stuff. And I thought, ah, I've done it before. So I moved on to Arkham city and that's cool. I agree with you, Hydra. Um, for those people out there who play PC games, this, this guy right here is, uh, like $15 best investment of a lifetime Xbox controller that plugs in via USB. Yeah. It, it makes playing games on the PC so much better. I could, could not play with the keyboard and a mouse. I can't even imagine how people do it. So that's been good. Um, and then, uh, like Wildcard was saying, um, our, our buddy Doc McButt reached out. He goes, hey, um, I'm looking for wild THL players. Uh, I thought the teams were three, and it turns out that they're five. Do you know anybody? I was like, I do happen to know somebody. What about me? <laughs> And what about you know, uh, Wildcard and I had just been playing that night doing his um, off off meta corner that that we've been doing every week and and I said yeah I know I have I have someone else as well uh, how about just the two of us he's like that's perfect and so we uh, are going to be starting up next week the team that we're on is called the Ghost of Fell Screams Past that's pretty funny but it had a warlock theme how can you say no to that so. And then, uh, yeah, Wildcard and I have been doing a once a week video series for YouTube called Wildcard's uh, Off Meta Corner. That's been a lot of fun and playing different stuff each week. Um, 
we we got such a, a pleasant YouTube comment today that's that just said boring. And like, thank you. That was so constructive. Wow. Yeah. Like that's fine. You were bored by it. Maybe I'm a little sleepy that night. But let me know that. Don't say just boring. We it's tend like, to still play. Count, uh, counts as engagement, by the way, even if that's comment. That's right. <laughs> True. Uh, but it's a lot of fun, and I think that it has put me out of my comfort zone a little bit because I tend to play meta decks only. And so it's been a blast to try other things. And so this past week we were, we went achievement hunting with a uh, tonk hunter and that was a blast. Literally, uh, got to face concerned mom a couple times on stream and, um, lost the first time, but we won in the rematch. So that was good. That's right. And we is he, is he, still playing the priest? he was playing, uh, that any paladin, and so it is degenerate. The first time we got him down to about 10 health and, and lost. And I faced him again in like three or four matches. We ran into him a second time and we won that time. And it was, uh, I f felt very, um, vindicated. It was, it was good. Uh, the other thing I've been doing all week, um, I've been playing battlegrounds almost every night with Smork. Uh, he's he's got a Discord. He's high legend level, uh, high level legend wild player, and he's off in New Zealand. And um, almost every night we've jumped on. I just happen to be on at the same time, and it's the mid afternoon for them while it's like the middle of the night for me. But we just happen to be on at the same time, and so we'll jump into uh, Battlegrounds lobby. And it, it's still weird for me. I'm I'm either getting first place or like seventh place, and I don't. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I'm having a lot of fun doing it wrong. And sometimes it works. So uh, it, it's first been... It doesn't sound like you're doing it wrong, though. If you're getting first place, the highest I've mm -hmm. ever gotten is like fourth. I think that sometimes what I struggle with is when do you level up? When do you take minions? You know, do you force the the um, minion synergy or do you just take what has the best stats? Or, or like, and where do you make that switch as a... Switching over to the correct tr tribe versus when you keep your board stat based, or or at what point is the right time to like level up? And I don't I don't really have a good answer for that. Um, I I don't think that uh, I need to watch some videos from Jack or somebody who who plays more. I will say it's a lot of fun, and I think Battleground specifically. Um, there was a question here in chat: How do you what do you think about battlegrounds as a regular wild player? Um, there's, I mean, it's all free, right? There's no investment needed. I guess if you've put money into the game uh, at the hero selection, you have more choices. You can select from four instead of three or something like that, but it, it hasn't made an impact. I don't think but it's fun. I, I like it because when I play ranked, I'm, I'm more concerned about my, um, my rank and, and if I'm going to win or lose or whatever, like I really want to focus. Uh, and if I just want to kind of zone out and have fun, I can put a, a movie on in the background. A lot of times I'll play on the iPad and I'll do like a picture in picture with Netflix in the corner and then playing some battlegrounds. And if I lose, then I don't care, you know, I'm just having fun. So I'm I've just been... saying you can do the same with the big priest and still it works. <laughs> I, yeah, I did that with a standard version recently. <laughs> guilty <laughs> that's so true <laughs> anyway. shout out to wild card <laughs> <laughs> this, this is uh we only make fun of you because we like you okay don't worry about it 
<laughs> Anyways, that's that's my week. It's been a, a sort of eventful, uneventful, but I'm looking forward to some time off, so that'll be good. Hydra, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, uh, uh, along the same lines as you, I did jump into Battlegrounds a bit. I think we were on at the same time for one of the nights there. Um, played for a little while. I believe Labore was also in our lobby. We've done, yeah, Labore, Blue Train, um, Smork, uh, Foxy Ducky. It's yeah. Been a handful of people lately will all jump into voice chat and play. And that is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. When we're all in voice chat, it's it's pretty funny. And I, I put a disclaimer right at the beginning saying, I don't know what I'm doing. And then everybody like called bullcrap on me because I somehow stomped like the first <laughs> round. But it was an accident. I really didn't know what I was doing. So I was just going for stats, like a big pile of stats, and it seemed to work. But and then after that, I don't know. That was just getting mediocre. <laughs> so I don't really know what I'm doing either. Uh, I've been bouncing around on the ladder, basically just completing a lot of quests on the servers, making sure that I get everything done. The the weekly, that's the one thing. I'm glad that they have reduced, we'll talk about later that they've finally put some things into play here, but reducing like the amount of games you need to win has definitely, like for the weekly quest, that's helped me. Except for it was glitched, actually. I was at 5 out of 7. I think it was on EU. I was at 5 out of 7 win 5 ranked ladder games, and then it changed to the win 5, and it just switched to five out of five and it was on the screen saying five out of five but i'm not complete which seemed really weird you'd think it would just auto complete so i just had to play another game and i guess i had to do six out of five but for someone who plays very less uh, a person like me i think the quest changes as you said are very handy you don't have to play as many games and you don't have to invest in arena battlegrounds or whatever you just can play constructed and get your quest uh, quest completed yeah, yeah, no, it's good. And so for like an EU on the rewards track, I'm right around 40. Not an EU, uh, NA around 40. EU, I think 35, and then 30 on Asia. It's it's kind of a lot. I'm finding it's it's quite difficult to keep up doing all three now that we have the rewards track. But I don't know, we'll see. This is the experimental first... Uh, you know, four months, first expansion of it. I want to see if it's possible. And I'm not somebody who, you know, I got a full-time job. I got a family. I don't play this game constantly. Usually, like, in the evening, depending on where my son is, if he's off at his mom's house, I'll put some more time in. But if he's here, I'm not really playing much. But I would like to see if it's possible with the amount that I do play. And if it's if it's not, it's not. There was part of me, it was yesterday who uh, I was thinking, you know, if I don't quite make it, like if I'm super close, like say I got like 10 levels, five levels left at the end, I could just, you know, purchase the perks and it'll put me over the edge. (laughs) (laughs) But that was really bad to think. Like I shouldn't be putting money into uh, the other servers because that would be bad. But it would, it would work. It would like, because they've, put it extra XP, right? So say I only make it to 45 or whatever, it'd probably throw me over, but I don't know if it's worth the, you know, 20 bucks just to say you made it. Uh, Blizzard thinks it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. 
But other than that, uh, yeah, I'm playing Cyberpunk, just uh, like wild card there. And yeah, if you don't have the Xbox controller, you can also use a PlayStation controller, but you just need to download a like a little mod thing to make your computer think that it's an Xbox controller, but it does work. Or a Steam controller, right? Do you remember those? Do people remember the Steam controller? Yeah, that was a thing. Yep, I own that thing. It's behind me somewhere. Oh, is it? But yeah. <laughs> the PlayStation controller will work if you don't have an Xbox one. But uh, it's a lot easier just to have the Xbox controller. It makes things way easier. You don't need to lie to your computer. Um, as Yeah, for like real life, been a really long week. I had to work on Sunday. So when Monday came around, I actually was very confused and thought it was Tuesday. which made the week so much longer. And today was insane. My boss actually wanted me to work late tonight and he doesn't know that I'm on a podcast. So I wasn't going to be like, no, sorry, boss. I got the podcast to do. So I was just like, no, I got to go home. Got a family, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's us. (laughs) Exactly. My wild Hearthstone family. <laughs> I'll take so, it. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So I'm just so stoked it's finally the weekend and that I didn't have to work late tonight. So that makes me happy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's pretty uh, much it for my week. Does anybody else have anything to add that they forgot about in their oh. weeks or anything? Oh, I do want to bring up one thing because we've got the holidays right around the corner. I know not everybody celebrates them. But if you're looking for something to put on your wish list, we have these. I never, I never do this, so please forgive me. But we have these beautiful T-shirts in the shop. See, look, I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> hey, oh, look at that! <clears throat> oh snap! Don't forget they, about these toques. Oh, yeah. Yes, I call them toques. And Flash the beanie. The beautiful thing is. You can get them in all like there's like an endless variety of uh, colors that you can get on the shirts and the logos and the stuff, which is very cool. So if if or if you have a holiday money burning hole in your pocket, you can go buy one for yourself. <laughs> I believe I believe they're still on sale, right? If they use the code. Yeah. Yeah. You can still use the code. If you use the code BTBW for born to be wild, uh, you get 10 percent off in the store. So. I had to do a little shameless plug there. I apologize, but it had to be done. <laughs> had to be done. All right. Is everybody good to jump into the news? Yeah, we got quite a bit this week. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to hear all of your hot takes on some of this stuff. So that'll be fun. Uh, some days, some weeks we have no news and this week we have quite a bit. So uh, one thing I, before we talk about the news, one thing that didn't make it like news wise, but I think is newsworthy is we have a tournament coming up hosted by our own Mike Lowe uh, with a uh, custom tournament with a custom card rules sponsored by none other than Shokunin, the executive producer of our show. And I believe Ben from work uh, contributed to the prize pool as well, which is super cool. I'm not, I'm not quite sure uh, who else, but that's super cool. So there's a $250 prize pool. There's some custom rules for for this tournament, I think there's a limit of uh, two legendary cards, two epics, and the rest are uh, can be made up of everything else. If you're interested, uh, if you go to our Discord and look on the tournament page, all the information is there. Or you go to Mike's Twitter, which is at MikeLowTV. 
uh, you can get the link to it. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, for those people who are listening to the audio version of this and you're not familiar with Discord, it's essentially kind of an alternative social media. It's like a big hangout with uh, different channels in it, different kind of categories, and a bunch of people hanging out like a like a I don't know, like a chat room type of type of thing. Uh, the easiest way to get there is by going to our website, which is born to be wild If you click on the find us button, there's a link to the discord and you can join. Uh, but anyway, so this is going to be, a, a conquest style, bring four decks, ban one, and you've got to win with each class. Um, this is happening, uh, Saturday, January the 2nd of 2021, and it should be a blast. So if mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm interested, I don't think I'm going to play myself. I might. I, I'm still considering, but uh, I'm definitely interested in checking it out. So I hope that it, people ask a lot of times for tournaments, and so I'm excited that we're going to see one. If anybody's interested, uh, I definitely recommend joining. It should be a, a fun time. So uh, props just, to props remember, to Mike. Just, just remember to ban Agro Druid for the tournament. It's going to be all the way. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, I, that's not a bad choice. I think actually, that's a the, <laughs> a lot of times. It, it's funny, but a lot of times the decks that do seem to do really well in the tournament settings are the super aggressive decks. You know, everyone wants to get cute with their deck list, but if you just uh, go face, a lot of times you can punish the greedy decks. So, all right, all right. Let me then now. Let me pass it back to you, Hydra, and we can cover the the news for this week. Yeah, for sure. So we definitely had the Worlds happen uh, this past weekend, and we'd like to say congratulations to the world, uh, new world champion, Glory. It obviously was a standard tournament. I personally didn't watch it. Did you guys watch this at all? I did. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, again, it, the decks, you know, it's just, it's. I don't even know what top-level standard decks are. So this is sort of my introduction to a lot of them. But it seemed like, like just looking at it uh, objectively, it seemed like Yarla just kind of drew poorly. Like a lot of his decks were based on combos, and, and he, just, he just never got his combos clicking. And, and I think that's kind of why he lost that the mm. championship. Should have played Warlock now if he wanted to draw better. <laughs> yep. Hot takes. That's yep. awesome. I like it. I I watched it both days. I will say um, the first day I slept through most of it. Like I was on the couch watching. And I totally passed out. It was kind of boring. But the second day, uh, specifically the final the final couple matches uh, against uh, was it Yarla and, and Glory were actually pretty good. And I just remember the final match being a Demon Hunter versus Demon Hunter uh, showdown where it went to fatigue, and that was actually pretty interesting. And and the decks. I thought the decks were boring, but to see that much like the high level play where your the decisions make so much impact. Who can play the boring deck the best? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Control warrior mirror sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike was really excited because he voted for glory, so he gets all uh, all of the packs. All oh, of the packs. nice! All of the glory, yeah. I, I think he made a point as well that I thought was was good about, um, or may, maybe it was not Mike, maybe it was somebody else. I don't recall, but someone was saying, you know, whoever wins worlds each year gets a tribute card made after them, and it's a lot easier to make a card after Glory than it would be to make a card after uh, Yarla or or you know some of the other names. 
Mm-hmm. So I can call it battle glory. I can call it whatever. It's going to be a paladin card, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Like, what do you do for... Well, I guess they would probably do Luna instead of Bloody Face. But Bloody Face, we, we've already taken blood off of the cards, right? Right. Yeah. So we, it'd have to be Luna. Make it do, a, make it Luna, a it'd, it'd be a, It could do a, a druid card. It sounds very druid. Ace Hunter Crane was, was a very nice tribute for Hunter Ace. Card. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Palmanos, you did not watch it. No, absolutely not. I don't think you really missed anything. <laughs> I used to watch them. I mean, I I did watch. Uh, I believe it was last year's in the final day with Lyun. Uh, because that was like a, a a big moment in esports and Hearthstone history where uh, we had a female at the at the finals, and I, I did get invested in that, and I was rooting for her. Good, but I, I I didn't watch this this time around. So plus, I think they lost a lot of subscribers because they moved to YouTube and so yeah. That was a big thing. A lot of loss in in numbers there for uh, sure. I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot to include it in the notes, but I remember seeing that they dropped from I don't know was it a, like from the millions down to like fourteen. Yeah. I don't know. They're in the millions down to like 14,000 uh, or something. 264,000 like down to 14,000. That's for just the wow. championship. But I guess they've had this issue since they went in the beginning. Like in spring, I think, is when they converted over to YouTube. And that that's it's been the issue the whole way through. And it didn't change for the championship. Yeah, that, that hurts. I don't... Um... Mm-hmm. The ninety five percent drop. So yeah, yeah, well, and then you've seen uh, all week. I think it was Ben Hearthstone posting all these different people leaving Blizzard, and they all from like the esports team. And so it makes me wonder: Did they quit? Are they getting laid off? I mean, it, it doesn't. Are are we seeing an end to more of the um, you know Hearthstone esports stuff? Because how uh, as a company, like how do you continue to support? these like large cash payouts and all the production and stuff when nobody's watching. Yeah. It just feels bad. And I, I find it like when I go on Twitch and I know there's a Hearthstone tournament happening, it's just at the top because it has the most views that's happening. And it says play Hearthstone. And I just click on it because it's at the very top of my list. I go on YouTube. I literally have to type in, Hearthstone to to find it to see what's going on like it's not presented to me the way it is on Twitch like it's just there for me if if I go on Twitch and there's a tournament happening I I don't have to look for it yeah it's hard to search as well on YouTube it doesn't it's there's no easy way to search streams I think the yeah. best way is it comes up in your subscriptions um, if yeah. you subscribe to them it'll be live and it'll probably be the first one because it's live that's probably the easiest way to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I must have subscribed, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I just I I find it's not very viewer friendly to easily find it. And I I'm still not in the mindset of going on YouTube to watch a live stream. Like if I'm looking to watch Hearthstone, I go on Twitch. Right? Like I don't think to the go chat. on people miss yeah. the chat. Yeah. So oh, well. personally I, I I know they made a deal with Google, YouTube, but it, I mean, Twitch is where it's at. It's it, it would seem obviously the numbers speak for themselves. It's time, yeah. It's time for the Hearthstone lawyers to to jump in and say our numbers are horrendous. Let's get out of this. 
I mean, I, I haven't, you know, obviously it's a contractual issue, but uh, it's something that's not working out particularly well for them. So, but yeah, but does it even matter? I mean, like, is it really, is it a money maker for them? It probably isn't. It's probably just a flagship, right? Like there's your cha- here's our championship. Do they really um, make any revenue from it? I, n- not when you compare it to things like Overwatch. So, uh, whatever. I mean, the only thing I could say is there is a weird psyche thing going on. When when I go on Twitch and I look mm-hmm. at what's the top most viewed games like currently, and I see that Hearthstone's like in the top ten, I'm like, oh sweet, like you know Hearthstone's doing really good. But if it drops down to like number twenty or something, you kind of feel like your game is dying kind of thing right so numbers can they can mess with your head a little bit right and then and then you've got people like jack the the master of clickbait that makes videos that say like wild hearthstone is dead and blizzard killed it it's like well okay okay (laughs) (laughs) anyways all right what do we got next um, we have the launch of the reward track update that came in on Tuesday. So everybody should have gotten uh, their five Dark Moon Fair Packs and their 500 gold. And um, actually even later, I think it was yesterday, I ended up getting that extra 100 gold for rank 27 and 30. They decided they're going to give 50 extra for each. That popped in for me yesterday, I think it was. Yeah, it was very random. I was not expecting it, and mine came in two bags of 50. Yeah, two bags of 50. It's like, yeah, because they were pack rewards, I think, right? Is that why they changed it? 27 and 30 are packs, right? They were packs. They didn't change yeah. it. They just added. So you yeah, still the get the packs, effect. and then, yeah, the, the 50 on each. And you know what? I, I forgot that was happening, and I was scrolling through my rewards track and i actually thought that the visuals were glitched because they kind of like sit on top of each other a little bit Hmm. like the gold is like either over the pack or the pack is slightly over the gold that's neither here nor there but um, (laughs) i was a little confused but anyway so that happened and then if you if you were Already into the the forties, you got a larger XP bump than anybody else. You'll you'll still reap the benefits once you get to the the rank forty and up. But basically, what's happened is each rank caps out at only needing five thousand experience, and so at that point, you're needing seven thousand, eight thousand, nine thousand experience per level. Something like that. So if you'd already gone through those levels, you would have seen an exponential bump. So I know I know that a lot of people in the community, somebody, was it Schmoopy or who in the Discord said they went from 47 to 57? Do you guys recall oh. that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like, Schmoopy. Yeah, it was yeah, Schmoopy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 10 levels. So for me, I'm like right at the... Right around the forty, so I didn't get that. I'm I'm already at kind of just it was I think fifty three hundred or fifty five hundred was kind of what I was needing for the next level at that point. So I saw a very small bump. I think I went up maybe one one rank. I jumped almost I jumped almost three. I went from uh the high third I went from like Actually, I think I'd already hit level 40, so I think I went from, like, 41 to 44 or something like that. 
I mean, it's nice. pretty significant. It was like it was almost three. It was almost three levels. It was just just under, but almost three. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. Yeah, I remember so feeling jealous at first, but uh, it's everybody's get gonna get the same treatment anyways. Once you get to that point, you just have to earn less experience. So it's it's even across the board, regardless of where you were. It just, I guess, seems cooler when you're already there and you get this massive boost. But it shows that they're listening. I think that is very important to remark, remark upon. We, we thought that Blizzard doesn't listen to its player base, but that turns out to be wrong. Yeah. Palmanos, where are you at right now on the uh, on the rewards track? I think I'm at 36 because okay. I play very little, and um, and but but now that the holidays are coming, I'm very excited because it looks like best rewards are yet to be unlocked. Right, the later levels are quite um, enticing. To mm. the least. Yeah, there's a lot of gold. There's some there's some stuff to get there. Did you end up uh, buying the the boost? No, no, no. No. So no, thirty six is good for not for not having it because I know because I I did purchase it on NA but for my EU and Asia account I'm not using it all and I can definitely feel the difference for sure. So no, no thirty six is still really good for not having it because I love doing the quests. The quests are really good. I mean, it it, it isn't like play sixteen bar locks, which is impossible for me to complete right here. <laughs> But it's great because it asks you to to draw 300 cards, for example, or it asks you to deal some amount of fixed damage to the opponent, which you will do anyway. Play battle cry yeah. cards. I like doing that, and the quest progresses on its own. I don't even look at it, and it does its job in the background. I think that's a good way to do a quest system. Another one too is since you're playing mainly one class, if it you you know how you can get the quest where it says play three games with these certain classes, and you might not have any of those, but you can always re-roll it, right? Correct. And if if sometimes it happens that you re-roll it and it asks you to play three other classes, which I don't have, then I find a, a willing partner who's willing to trade their decks with me, and then I just play. Oh, there you go. I hadn't thought about that. Wait, does that work in friendly battles? Yeah, it does. Oh, wow. That's how I finished my quests. Uh, Kutalun over there in chat has been instrumental. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know you could do that in a friendly battle. I think we've been... It's been confusing, this new system, because with the achievement hunting, you can't do them in casual or friendlies. You have to do them ranked. Yeah. So The chest ones, though. But the regular ones, I think you can't. Is that what I don't is? know. I don't yeah. know. The whole yeah. thing is confusing. Yeah. The ones that are for actual gold, I think you have to compete on ladder. Yeah. Mm. Makes no, sense. I, I, you can do any quests with anyone. It's just that for achievements, you have to do it in ranked. But for everything else, you can complete it with a friend. Interesting. Gotcha. Hmm. So, uh, Paul, Sorry, yeah, I was just gonna say you've opened up some some ideas in in my head now as to how to complete some of the ones on my other accounts that I. Have yeah, what's the point of having a friend list, right? That is the reason for existing. <laughs> I like it. Right, sorry, Nate. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I I assume that when you hit to fifty, you're gonna choose the warlock portrait. You are doing right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still. I'm well, still what did I? Oh, I was just gonna what say I'm still own? I'm still a little bit undecided. I'm leaning towards the warlock, but I don't know. 
have you have any of you chosen yet have you unlocked the rank 50 in any of the accounts uh not me no i haven't un- i haven't unlocked the it on any of them yet i'm i'm slow and steady trying to get them all na is definitely ahead of the rest but uh, well, you can just choose but, but, but let, let me just um, go ahead and assume that you are all going to choose one correct <laughs> i already made it and i chose rogue i chose poorly <laughs> i don't know what like I, i'm still undecided because of the fact that you have to wait four months till you can get the next one i know <laughs> it kind of hurts and you know as bad as i feel like i've hit legends the last two months playing reno priest because it's just so good like i, I was playing fun decks and i kept losing and I switched to that, and I just like went on these crazy win streaks, and and like Anduin, the the portrait, he's just such a like a, I don't know, it's just the BM portrait for the BM class. Like, <laughs> I really shouldn't do it. I love the Warlock one, actually. It's very nice. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't see myself ever picking the priest one until the end, probably. <laughs> That's probably the last one I'm going to pick. Oh, God. Yeah, but. well, it's probably not a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? We got? So we got a login bonus. Uh, I think I, I think there... I, I can't tell whether this is Blizzard giving this to us as, as part of the Wintervale event or this is them feeling bad about everything with the rewards track and giving it to us as a... Because it says, thank you for being part of this community. And that's, you know, five packs and 500 gold. It's a sorry. It's totally a sorry. I think. I, like, I tend to think that you're say, right. It's not. It's, it's winter I, veiled, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a sorry. I think you know what would have been funny is if they had, uh, if they put out a graphic for it when it was announced and they actually had the sorry emote. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be so yeah. good. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna check back on chat and um, uh, once they release the once they don't release the winter veil then you'll eat your words it's probably not a sorry it's probably the winter veil in my opinion is, i agree with him yep uh they were doing winter veil legendary quests uh there's two of them where you can get uh two packs each and so i don't know if this one is separate or not because the um the the little uh scroll that pops up it said thank you for being part of this community and so I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think that they'll admit to it being like a sorry, but I I think that that's kind of the spirit of it. And so uh, we we do have those those new quests, right? The, the the legendary quests that came with this. One of them is, I believe, just play three games, and isn't the other play three in standard? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it works if you just uh, queue into standard and concede. At oh, it did. One. Oh, I was wondering if you had to play like at least eight turns or something like that. No, nope. but you still have to make a standard deck. That's the whole. That's the whole hassle of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just click all the murlocs. I just played. You can do the murloc quest too <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Two birds with one stone. Well, hey, free stuff. Free stuff is always good. And then it yeah. looks like uh, we got a hot fix that came in as well that fixed a lot of issues. And I don't know that they even um, addressed all of them. I noticed that my uh, Samsung card back magically returned to its uh, place in my collection. 
It did. It did. But there's a bunch of other things. I think early on, there was a bug where if you played a corrupted minion and then it died, it wouldn't leave the board. Like, you couldn't do anything with it, but it was like taking a spot. And uh, I had one point where I played the... um, the clowns in a in a druid deck and i had what nine minions on the board at one time um it was a little absurd it was really confusing to to play around because you could see them but you couldn't interact with them and then trying to figure out you know i'm sitting here playing on my cell phone like what's dead and what's not dead when i'm only half paying attention i'm doing the quest you know quest uh daily quest games and and do uh, both of you see it does your opponent see it the same way you do yeah but you can't target it so, so it's a it was a visual bug. So it looks like uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Um, they changed the minimum spec requirement for mobile devices, uh, so that it doesn't take up so much space anymore. They changed some animation issues. Um, a lot of little bug issues. It looks like uh, some that that cause disconnects. Uh, speaking of disconnects, um, I. Packs are out now for for Worlds, so if you launch a client right now, you get your pack. I I got three. I opened it up on my phone, and immediately it disconnected me. The pack opened (laughs) up, and then the app crashed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what did you say? Who did you choose for your champions? Uh, I personally chose Monsanto, and I got three packs for Monsanto. Nice. Yeah, I chose Bloody Face. I just got the one. Yeah, same for me. Bloody face. How about you? Bloody face. I thought he'd win. She'd win. Ah, well. I I was going to snap pick bloody face at at, at the beginning because bloody face almost got it last year. And then I saw a Canadian flag up there and I was like, oh, (laughs) Monsanto's here. Okay, we're, we're going Monsanto. And then, um, bloody face made her announcement and I thought maybe, like obviously, I didn't know. I would have loved to support Bloody mm. Face at that point in time after her announcement was made, but I had already made my decision. And uh, oh, Monsanto's a great player. Monsanto got me three packs, so go Monsanto, go Canada, and shout out to Bloody Face slash Luna also. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Yeah. Uh, so also we have if you don't have them yet. The Wintervale Wreath card back is available in the store. Uh, how much gold is it? Does anybody know 500. how much? 500? 500. So, yeah, if you don't have that and that's something that you would like to attain, you, you can get that. I have that. Uh, I think 2017 is when it originally came out. Um, yeah, they've been bringing it back every year, too. So, oh, so. have they doing? Are they have yeah. done it every year? Every year for Wintervale, it comes back, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that's cool. So that's back. And then we also have the treat card back uh, for the Tavern Brawl. So if you don't have that already, you can get the treat Wintervale treat card back. And if not, you can just have your regular pack like you get all the time anyways. Oh, do you get it? In, you get it instead of a pack. I don't know if instead or on top. I don't know because I already have it. Yeah, me too. I don't know. So you guys know? anybody in chat if or no, I have it. Already. Oh, instead of, instead of, okay. Oh, it is instead of, hey. <laughs> it's of, of course it's Blizzard. <laughs> that's that's mean. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Emic. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, 2015 to 2017, Emic was saying is when it was oh, available. Okay. okay, the original. 
I did Wintervale. see something. It's not it's not here at all, but I think it was in the background. You know, they've been bringing back previously, uh, I guess, older card backs lately that you could buy. And I, someone was saying that the uh, the one that looks like a lightning bolt is coming back for sale pretty soon. If if you guys don't have that one, uh, I unlocked it a long time ago, so I don't know. But what was that one for? It was just, just a like monthly. A... It was just a monthly. Oh, okay. So it looks like we've well, got a couple book of heroes coming up as well. Yeah. Well, we have, it's, it's the Garrosh one is out. Uh, I know that uh, we have, I believe it's the Paladin one is going to be coming next. Yeah. Have but... you guys played the Garrosh one yet? Yeah, a little bit. I heard that the second, I heard that the second match is actually like getting a lot of people frustrated. Like it's a, uh, a lot of people are, yeah. are losing to that one. I've, I haven't tried it yet. Um, I you was, gotta fatigue them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's it's like they put was it, I think it's totems on the board, um, but the totems don't have any attack damage, but they do bloodlust or something. Not not them spoiling anything. I don't know, but yeah, I, I found that like it was impossible to try to keep up with them, so I just stopped mm-hmm. playing minions, and I was just like, let's let this guy fatigue itself out. Now you did. Pro tip. I oh, yeah, I was right in the middle of. So the with this this achievement system, it didn't track for whatever reason. I had completed both both of the old ones, the Rexar and the Jaina, and then the achievements. It was saying it it was um, it was uh, not showing that I completed them. It was showing them as incomplete, and so I was like, "Well, I guess I'll go back and do them." So I was like right in the middle of the Jaina one when Garrosh came out. And I wanted to play the garage, but I'm like right in the middle of Jaina, and it won't let me. It won't let me stop. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, I had the same so, problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's so frustrating. I like I just want to like concede and start over, but I guess I, I also want the achievement. Not that I don't know why it doesn't register. I've got the same thing. I don't know if everybody has that, but it says I haven't done the Rexar or Jaina one, and I've done them on three different servers, both of them. I guess you're about to do them again. Have, yeah, I just haven't done them on since the achievements have come out. That's I mean, it's like is that why? Is that I had, why? I had made Wild Legend. I was like, what? You know, like, but I hadn't done it since the. Yeah, achievements I know. Mine does yeah. has says the same thing. Yeah, but mine yeah. mine backdated. Although I was legend, I was already legend no, the, when the achievement system came out, and so I guess it just gave it to me because I was currently sitting at it. Oh, because you currently were. But there's two different achievements for hitting legend. I can't remember what what they're under, but like one gives you your original date, and then there's another one that like do it for do it basically, you know, hit hit this point uh, in standard and in wild and battleground. And yeah, mine's else. busted. It thinks that I did it. It thinks that I got legend in standard. <laughs> I have I unlocked the achievement for it, and I've never done it. <laughs> Cheater. I've done it in wild many times now, but. Uh, but never in standard, but it has that one. Um, I don't know. It says that the I did it. So. Devs are listening. Don't take it away. No, I just, I don't want to do it. I, it. All I have to do is hit, hit uh, diamond five and, and the, but the legend one is cleared already. So oh, and you what did, would be funny is if you reach diamond five now in standard and you get that one and then they're, they take away the legend. one. <laughs> they probably would. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. How could he have this one but not that one? Palmanos, did you play uh, Garrosh yet? No, I plan to. It looks fun. Not got the time, but again, I really plan to. 
they're, they're doing so much, uh, uh, they're putting so much work on creating these things. I think it would be a crime not to try it out at least once. Well, hey, if if you complete it, you get a pack of warrior cards that you can Five. dust. Oh, no, <laughs> that sorry, you can dust the, to get wild well, cards. That you can dust, yeah. <laughs> that you can dust to get. I, dust, I'm, not... I'm very underwhelmed with the hero skin. I'm not going to lie. Thank yeah, you. I know. That's the one that comes with the five packs I was just about to talk about. You can you can purchase if you would like, uh, depending on your country. I believe it's ten dollars American to get the, the the new the new skin, and it comes with the skin, and you get five warrior packs. No, I'm just saying, Garrosh has always been. No one expected him to look like uh, something good. <laughs> I, think it's fine. I do like the uh, the one thousand win portrait for. For warrior, where he's cor- corrupted with Cthulhu, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, but then you have to win one thousand games with warrior. Sure. Right, that's painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm about a hundred games off, I think, and I'm just avoiding doing it. I those were long games. Yeah, <laughs> I still run into the odd person playing pirate warrior. You could just yeah. do that. You could go fifty yeah. fifty for like. You know, a couple days straight, just do it. Hey, you got 10 days off. Right. <laughs> pirate Warrior you is still good. It's playing Pirate Warrior. <laughs> just do it. Hey, but I think there's, there's a version, there's a version of Warrior which is really good. Uh, doing very well against the Reno decks, the Wrench Caliber Warrior. Yep. Where it's oh, running the Really good. Memnarch uh, and Corbett, I think, all had they have very good luck with, uh, yeah, it's a Galakrond warrior mm-hmm. sort of a menagerie build now and it's running yeah. the wrench calibers to mess with the uh, reno decks and it's pretty good actually it's it's very good we also have uh like hydra was saying the book of heroes uh paladin uther is coming up it's released on january 5th and uh that's coming pretty soon that's that's pretty neat yeah it's in a couple weeks yeah right around the corner It is. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, they, like Palmanos was saying, they've really put in a lot of energy and effort into these. Like, you can tell. Um, yeah. And so you got to at least play through them. It's, uh, I I like the lore. It, I think it is a little bit difficult to get the full story by playing them, but it's entertaining. And, and just the fact that they're giving them away for free has been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, the team has so much free stuff now. It's 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 kind of crazy. I mean, like I know there's a lot of um, fuss about you know uh, the achievement system, but I mean you got to look at the whole picture too, you know, and the the periphery that we are getting uh, that is for free that we never got, you know, in in past years in the in the early years we, when we just had you know arena and ladder, you know. But I think people have had to work for it. They have had to actually make a hue and cry about it for it to work. So we cannot discount the protests that happened as well. I mean, we might not have reached here if if it weren't for that. I agree. I agree. Well, and back in the day then, when they released the uh, original skins, it was $10 just for a portrait and a card back and nothing else. And so, and then now we're getting all this, all this content for free. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, cool. I, I've seen. I mean, I, reading the comments is some of the worst things you can do. Like, I, I, 
was on some social media site and I was looking at the the comments on the new little adventure thing we have here and there's just so many people being upset and angry and it's like it's a free thing you can do right <laughs> like you don't have to do it there's one pack at the end of it it's not like you need to do it it's not like it, anything really hinges on it. it like do it or don't do it i don't know why you got to get angry when they're giving you you know just something to do for fun and, it, and if you like the story like that's a, a thing is if you never played World of Warcraft or Warcraft at all, you can play through these. They're not extremely difficult. Sometimes, obviously, this one's been a little difficult for some people, but it gives you a background on, on all these characters. And it's probably also a little fun for people that have played WoW, you know, because they already know the story and they want to see how they're going to tell it in the Hearthstone universe. So, I don't know. To me, it's it's win-win. It's just something that you can do. I actually played through the whole thing uh, last night and beat it, but it wasn't as easy as the other ones. I was stumbled a few times and had to repeat it. And I mean, I got through it. It was good. I'm going to have to get through it two more times. <laughs> did, you, did you get anything from your pack? No. I was going to say I got 40 dust. <laughs> <laughs> At least got that, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't crack anything. I mean, whatever it was going to give me, I probably had anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I was I was just doing it for the experience, right? It, it It's a cool little thing. You know, it can get your mind off the ladder. It's, it's just content that you can soak in if you want to and if you don't want to. Yeah. You know, leave it alone. You know, there is potential. So Im- Imic in chat is saying, don't don't open your packs yet. Wait until they release the mini mm-hmm. set. And then you mm-hmm. open them, it'll yeah. be cards from, from that. Um, I think people will give the same advice as far as the, the weekly classic packs that you get from the Tavern Brawl is, hey, you know, they keep talking about doing a classic set rework. If you've got the cards, just sit on them until they do the revamp and then open them. And so that you're guaranteed because the no duplicate rule that you're guaranteed to get whatever you're missing so you know we'll see I, i'm not quite sure what to expect uh, but it's not bad advice i have I never making mine i've never personally seen the no duplicate rule to work because it always seems to give me duplicates i dust duplicates every day but does it work for you guys it's for oh. legendaries and epics only i think right oh okay. no i don't know i mean there's something about it where um I don't think it's. I don't think you're supposed to get duplicates until you've opened them at least once. Uh, like if you've opened all of the cards, but we open the the commons and the rares so frequently that you yeah. might you might either already have them or you might have opened them all at one point. In which case, you'll start yeah. opening duplicates. Sure, where dusting comes in there. Like if you've dusted it, will you get it again, or do you have to wait? Like a full circle till you come back to opening it again. I'm not sure. No, I think you Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I think my understanding is that if you had it and you dusted it, it still counts it as you had it. Yeah, I in think terms so too. of your collection, and it won't uh, prioritize giving it to you. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a good person to ask on this because I I tend to like wail out and just keep the cards even if they're not good. I will say this time around, I got the entire set way easier than I've ever, ever. Like, I after, like, yes, I did get 
both uh, pre-orders, but that's never gotten me the whole set. This time it did, except for a couple of legendary crafts that I had to do at the end. That's pretty like, good. Yeah, plus the gold that I had. Uh, but it, it just full solidly got me everything, and I had enough dust to craft what was left, and it was just a few legendaries. Huh. So it, it, it definitely, this duplicate thing does help, for sure. Yeah, all right. No, I, I agree, and I think uh, of the things that they've done for free-to-play players, that is probably the most generous of them. I'll never forget, I've told the story so many times, but back when they were doing the legendary quests, I opened, it was either three or maybe four copies of the Shaman Unite the Murlocs quest, and I was so angry because I just kept opening it, and like I, I was missing like core legendaries, and it was so frustrating. Like, I want, you know, the cool legendary. And I kept opening the stupid Unite the Murlocs. I was like, no. And then you dust it for, what is it, 800 dust? It's like, it feels so bad. Four. 400. 400 dust. That's even worse. <laughs> um, it, uh, it's terrible. Anyways. so, so Blizzard, the- please make it 800. <laughs> Shows you what I know, right? But uh, after... That I think that is one of the greatest things that they've ever done for free-to-play players was the duplicate protection. You oh, can tell I never sure. dust. Yeah, no, I really don't. It's uh, I probably should. Or you just hit the big button and it's just it's all part of the package, you know, at right. the end of uh, when you open an expansion. Just, sure, 21,000 dust, whatever, you know. <laughs> well, I crafted some gold cards over this week. Um that I had been kind of wanting. I was. I've been trying to do ones that can be in multiple decks. I primarily will play the Cabal classes, so Mage, Priest, and Warlock. And so the cards that go in those, uh, I finally got around to crafting a Blood Mage Thalanos. And um, for Warlock, I did Lord Godfrey, and uh, and a Tiridus I did as well. I don't have it golden. I would like it. I'm pretty close. I, I'm I'm about 600 dust away from being able to do it. So I know it's sad that my the deck we're going to be playing tonight. It's all gold except Cthulhu. It's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Someone give Nate some some uh, some packs right now. <laughs> the thing is, Nate, you have every card like in gold and regular like normal that 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 part blows my mind like you could just you could just dust some normal cards and you could craft the golden cathode oh like it's that one that one to me is so mind-blowing like you you don't need the normal one (laughs) that's a that's a that's a heavy decision though i mean like you don't need it you're never gonna play it oh my god nate's a hoarder oh god (laughs) he has both versions he's a card hoarder (laughs) you can only see he needs help you you know you guys only see what you what you see on the camera here but to the right and to the left of me i've got 10 feet tall stacked of of newspapers and uh, (laughs) An old food. No, I'm just, I'm totally joking. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll have to think about that. That would net me a lot of, a, a lot of dust actually. Yeah, it would. Yeah. No, I, 
I no, honestly, I did that for a long time too, and then I realized how dumb. It, I mean, no offense, but I realized how dumb it was <laughs> to keep it, and I got so much dust. I mean, it was like it must have been like sixty four thousand dust or something. It was insane. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but um, it's like the 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 return dust value for legendaries is so low that it i don't know like you only get 400 um and so maybe you should hold up because we're we'll, we're gonna convince blizzard to give us 800 for it that's right i'll wait i'll <laughs> wait until if if they change it and and their return value for dust is better then i'll go do it like in a I'm wondering snap what other thing is if they ever make wild cards uh discounted when like to craft them because that's a, another thing people ask for like if it's something that's in wild you know give it to it to us as a discount like instead of a hundred dust to craft this like make it 50 something like yeah, that 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 would be the day that would be amazing but at the same time i'd also feel really bad about myself for all the cards i've crafted <laughs> Like, have they kept a tally on everything that us wild players have crafted? Will we get a refund? Probably not. Actually, you know, you guys are really, it's very tempting because I've got, I've gotten very close to golden decks in, for Reno Priest and Reno Warlock, a lot of Warlock stuff. Like, I could, I could do it. You should, you could you make, should do like a Crypt style video where you make and you, you hit the button and everything, you know? Yeah, I'd have to go uh, through, um... Cthulhu in chat makes a really good point that people possibly would migrate over to wild if they did put the cards at a discount. They probably would. Yeah, That'd be great. Then, like, they might not want that to happen. You know, you know, when we look at historically, right, when they were really trying hard to to push standard, and they pushed too hard, in my opinion, because I, I mean we've talked about it before, but. I never forget when they said, hey, you've got until this date and we're taking Naxxramas and we're pulling it out of the shop and then you can't buy it anymore. Yeah. If you already own it, you can keep it. But otherwise, you you know, you can't buy it anymore. I was like, man, you guys are monsters. That made me so mad. It made me <laughs> it made me so frustrated. And then it and then they pulled it. And then about a year later, I think it was they're like, ah, oh, you know, we're putting it back. Um you can't buy it. Yeah. I said you have to buy it um, online. You can't gift it either. By the way, I I tried over the past week, and you cannot gift it. You have to buy it. Uh, the problem with standard I've seen is that why can't I own the cards that I own? Why can't I use them? What 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 is the reason for making me not use my collection? I mean, that's the only thing that I have a gripe with. Otherwise, I think standard should be a fine format. I get why it rotates, right, to keep the meta fresh and all, but then there are other ways to do this. Like, wild meta is also not very stale compared to what people think. Wild meta also changes a lot from new expansions. So why shouldn't we be able to use our collections? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, speaking of... Uh... Of, of standard and, and meta changing, we've got uh, some nerfs to talk about. So maybe we should jump on that. For sure. So we did get some nerfs and uh, we can go through these one by one. There's not too many of them. No. Of and, them... and I think only a couple of them really affect wild. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's, let's start with uh blade dance. Uh, blade dance is or was a two mana demon hunter spell deal damage equal to your hero's attack 
to three random enemy minions, it now costs three instead of two. So, wild speaking, what do we think? Is, would Odd uh, Demon Hunter ever consider putting this in, or is this hot garbage? What do you guys think? Um, oh. it, I mean, it's good against aggro decks. Um, like uh, your token druid, aggro druid, or you know what other of other aggro cards there are. But I can't think of anything in Odd Demon Hunter that you would pull to put this. And it mostly works when you're running weapons plus twin slice. I mean, you could, but I don't. I don't know. Well, I think it's quite a good card with the new build where you uh, get get your hero power uh, to maximum, right? You mm-hmm. suddenly do 12, 12 attack with your hero power. There's a build of Demon Hunter running that. So I think it'll be quite good. Like Kingsbane had a card like that, if you remember. Uh, a boomerang or something. It, it used to throw your weapon Blade damage. To Blade Fury, yeah. Oh, Blade Fury, it, yeah. Right, that one. So I think it'll work in the same manner. Yeah, it could. I mean, I think it's it's worth experimenting with, uh, for sure. I mean, I've would I played a little bit of standard, mostly doing um, achievement stuff, and and uh, it it's really frustrating having them not only get a super big attack and then clear your board all at the same time. So it's worth experimenting with. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I have to disagree a little bit. I I think the word random is what is what. I would not want to put it in for um, if it was like three to all. Yeah. But it's three random minions. So yeah, no, unless true. you get it out early, it's, it's not very, you know, you want a, a wide, you know, clear wide board. It doesn't really do a whole lot for you. Um, That's a good I, point. I don't, I don't think it uh, really helps. I've, I've done this on a, a board where there was like a bunch of one ones, but a couple big boys and I'm like, all right, YOLO. Uh, I hit all the one ones. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Murphy's Law. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So we got another Demon Hunter one here, and it's uh, Shard Shatter Mystic. Uh, three mana, three, two. That is the battle cry dis- destroy a soul fragment in your deck, deal three damage to all other minions. That is now four mana to do so. So obviously not something you could play in an odd deck. So this now at four mana, if anybody's playing anything different than odd, but this is a a, a soul demon hunter build anyway. So it's not really an odd deck. So what do you guys think about this one? This is a standard nerve. I mean, yeah, the the deck is good in standard. I you can play it in wild, but like. Why would you? Because everything else is so much better. I mean, it, the deck is so strong. It's funny, though, because I, I mean, I just don't think you need to play it in wild because all of the Demon Hunter cards are still standard. So unless you're putting some, some neutral cards in the deck, I mean, it's essentially a standard deck plus Lothab, right? Yeah, so just go play standard. You may as well. I mean, yeah. the power level in wild is so high that if you're going to play something like it, it needs to be equally degenerate. Otherwise you're going to lose. Hey, and you can go get those uh, legendary quests done, play three games in standard and play this. <laughs> As, I mean, I think, you know, if, 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 again, I'm an off meta guy, but I mean, I look at it from 
you know, this is what I was saying. The other one does, the other card doesn't have, it's three to all, it's a guaranteed three to all. So if you're doing something that's not odd demon hunter, then you can. I, I think you can build something with this even at four mana. Um, it's a little slow, you know, against the hard aggro, but three dolls not bad for four mana, I, I think. Yeah. No, it's not. That's true. I mean, it, this is because it's um, basically targeted. It's very good against the aggro decks, your odd paladin, your t- uh, token, like aggro druid, any sort of pirates or ro- a lot of the rogue decks. So the, the only the problem is if you're trying to be some if you're trying to get board presence, this is all other minions, right? It's not just your that's it's not just their side of the board, right? That's true. So all right, what's gotta uh, be on on defense here. Yeah. What's up next? Okay. So next we have Dreadlord's Bite. Uh it's also Demon Hunter. All these Demon Hunter nerfs. I mean, I guess, you know, new class, got to balance it. Uh, it was a 3-mana three 3-2 three, weapon. Outcast, deal 1 damage to all enemies. It has lost 1 attack. It is now a 3-mana two, 2-2. Two. Outcast, deal 1 damage to all enemies. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I um, mean, basically, it was a better Fiery War Axe, kind of. It, like, at the same... Three mana, three two with an effect. Fiery War Axe does not have an effect, right? So the, the warrior card, right? The warrior card, which yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, which used to be two mana. Rest in yeah, peace. Yeah, maybe that should get re- unnerfed. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, come on, bring it back. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't think this one really affects us all that much. If you're running it in on Demon Hunter, I don't know that you take it out. I don't know. I, I'm I'm hardly the expert at that class. Um, although I think when I, I hit Legend with it right before it got nerfed the last time, and uh, I was running a couple weapons in it. So, and, and this one was good, really good at three. Uh, maybe at a, as a two-two. Maybe you don't run it anymore. I still think it's probably worth experimenting with. They just made it so easy to do face damage and clear the board at the same time. So having the one less attack, also it loses the synergy with the bladed lady um, by by one. So I think I still run it in, a, in like a control demon hunter. You could. It, like I that. think it's still yeah. pretty. It's still pretty stops good. your paladins. It stops your stops your uh, uh, aggro druids. You know, or at least slows them down. Yeah, if I'm running an odd demon hunter, I probably still keep it. I don't think it yeah. changes significantly. Yeah, fiery war axe got nerfed. It used to be. Um, it was a two mana three two, and they reverted to or they made it cost three instead of two. We I mean, to, two mana six damage at the time was pretty crazy. We used right? to call it fiery win axe. Fiery win axe. Yeah. Fiery golden warrior axe for me. <laughs> uh, okay, so those are all the demon hunter nerfs, and then we've got three more that are neutral. No, no, no. Yeah. Two, two that are neutral. Two one, one hunter. Yeah, or two neutral. So let's go with the hunter one first. This also feels like it's a major standard nerf, and we've got a little uh, comment that proves that. But so Dino Tamer Brand, the hunter legendary, that is the seven mana two four battle cry. If your deck has no duplicates, summon King Crush is now going to be eight mana. So one turn later we will be able to get a King Crush, which is 
technically only one turn earlier than you could actually summon one anyway. It's bad because it we we lose the synergy with the other Bran in Wild. Like you could do yes. Bran into Dino Tamer Bran, and now you can't do that anymore, which is really frustrating. And I'll pull it up in just a second. Um, it, Alec Alec Dawson from Blizzard. I, I do have to give him props because he gave their rationale uh, behind each nerf, which they didn't used to do. They they used to just say yeah. uh, we're nerfing these cards. And lately, they've been saying like why they're doing it because a lot of times it was really confusing. Like why are we why are you nerfing that card? It's not even good. And um, and at least he's saying why. And I thought the the reason for this one was interesting, where they were saying, "Hey, uh, Highlander Hunter is so good right now that the thing that keeping it in check was Demon Hunter, and now that we're nerfing Demon Hunter, we're preemptively nerfing hunt the regular Hunter so that it doesn't get too good." Which I thought yeah. was a kind of a weird reason, but they have I mean, access to an, like the hidden stats, yeah. you know. So at least there's an explanation. Not like when Hex got nerfed, and we're all wondering, like, why? What? Like what? <laughs> yeah, let me pull this up real quick. Uh, just since we're on it, uh, he says, "Hello, hello." The nerfs. I'm just going to quote from his uh, Twitter page here. Hello, hello. The nerfs tomorrow are mainly focused on lowering the overall power level of Demon Hunter. Demon Hunter's population in higher levels of play was growing week over week, hitting nearly 35% last week. Our approach was to look at the two decks, Aggro and Soul Fragment Demon Hunter, separately as their power cards differed between them. The nerfs to cards like Dreadlord's Bite, Voracious Reader, and Lorekeeper Polkelt are aimed at reducing the refill and reach Aggro Demon Hunter currently has. For Soul Fragment Demon Hunter, our changes to Blade Dance and uh, Shard Shatter Mystic are focused on the efficiency of their board clearing ability. Blade Dance was a card that got significantly more powerful as Demon Hunter accumulated more ways to gain attack, twin slice, change, new weapons, etc. And didn't agree with one of the outlined class weaknesses. Demon Hunter is supposed to have killing big minions. Our last change is the nerf to Dino Tamer Brand. This was a preemptive change as we saw a potentially dominant matchup spread for Hunter after these changes. Finally, what about Warrior? Warrior was the class benefiting the most from a meta centered around Demon Hunter. The current matchup spread for Warrior is quite wide, a strong mix of good and bad matchups, and we want to evaluate how it performs with the lower Demon Hunter population. Um, you know, this is... Uh, this is, you know, these are specifically standard nerfs, but it's interesting to hear the rationale. And I, I will say that I really appreciate them getting into why they're doing it. Um, I'm surprised uh, that they didn't touch the skull of Goldan because that's the issue. I mean, when we look at the next one, right, we pull up uh, their nerfing Polkelt from four to five. And the sole reason, like you run that in in any Demon Hunter deck, is you play Polkelt, and then it draws you your Skull of Goldan, that then you can play for the Outcast and draw a bunch of cards that you can then play for super low mana cost. And so, um, but if they would have just nerfed Skull instead, then maybe they don't have to touch Polkelt. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's jump on. Let's jump on the other cards, and then we can get into his other comments specifically about Wild. Uh, a couple people asked questions specifically about Wild, and he answered. So, okay. So the next one, well, since you already mentioned Polkelt, we'll jump to that one. Polkelt, which we already know is an amazing card that we see lots of, 
uh, is the four mana four five that says battle cry reorder your deck from the highest cost card to the lowest cost card. Originally four mana, same effect, five mana now. So how do you guys feel about this going from four to five? W- one turn later, does it really matter? Are you always playing it on curve? What do you guys think? I don't think it matters. I don't think you ever get it on curve is the point. Mm-hmm. Generally get it later, so it's fine. I tend to agree. Um, I think what you have to ask yourself is when am I playing this? Like, do I play it on curve? And I think the answer typically is no. It depends on the, um, it depends on the deck that you're playing. So now I think in, we, we, we see it in, uh, in secret mage, right? Where you're the earliest you're going to play it is on five so that you can draw a Lunath and play a Lunath on six. And the other decks that you really see it, uh, primarily is your Reno priest in which you would um, you don't want to play it on four because then it draws yeah. into your uh, mm-hmm. it, it draws into your Anduin, it draws into your psychic scream and you can't play those right away. So it's almost, I mean, the stats are really good for, for the mana cost. But... Yeah. That's the thing. It's a Yeti with a massive effect at four mana, four or five. Like it's not like it's a four mana two, two that does this. Like right. it's, it already is properly statted for the mana cost with but the let, effect. But let's imagine Reno Priest is the deck, right? We do not want to draw into our Anduin and Psychic Scream that early because we need our heals, we need our boat clears. So if if uh, the if Paul Kelt is very dominant in that deck, which is the meta-breaking deck at this moment, uh, I don't think the rest of the reasons matter because Reno Priest doesn't care about stat anyway. And for other classes, I think Pork Kelt is in that core as it is in Reno Priest. Agreed. I'm not wrong. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah, and I, I don't think that you're typically, yeah, you're not playing it for the body, you're playing it for the effect. And typically, you don't want to play it on turn four anyways. That's why I think that it was a little crazy to me they gave it such a good body, right? Huh. It could have been a spell. Like a Luna's pocket galaxy sort of thing, and people yeah. probably still would have played it. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think this is. I mean, I'm not. I'm not getting rid of mine. I, I th- still think it's quite good. Uh, the next one is a little more interesting. I think from a wild perspective. Yeah, so we've got voracious reader, which uh, I've been seeing a lot of lately. And so we all know it's the two mana one three at the end of your turn draw until you have three cards. It is now gone up by one mana. It is a three mana one three with the same effect. So all of these nerfs, by the way, every single nerf that we've gotten has just been a mana change. There's been no text on anything change. So something of note, kind of going to a bit of an old school way of just nerfing uh, the mana cost. But so we no longer have the two mana voracious reader. It is one more. Do you guys think that this is enough to maybe not see it in aggro druid, or do you think it's just jammed in there anyway? What do you What do you guys think? I, I think it just shifts. It, well, go ahead, go ahead, Paul. No, because uh, it's an, it's in an aggro deck, right? So in turn one and two, you don't use voracious reader anyway because you have hands and cards to play. In in turn three, perhaps you might need to draw more cards because by the time turn three comes, your hand is empty. By turn two, you never almost play it. 
Yeah. It's interesting. What do you think, Wildcard? Um, well, I was thinking, I mean, it just, it, it's not just that. It's just that it shifts to odd DH, odd Paladin, odd Rogue. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it probably has, has a minor effect in, in Aggregate, but, like, that's such a boon for those, or possibly such a boon for, for those three decks, you know, just... Um, I, I think that I think it's they didn't think about wild when they did that. It's it's interesting. I I think I mostly agree with you. Um, I'm not quite sure. You know, when we when we had Cthulhu on the show, we were talking about building Odd Paladin. The deck is so refined that you know we were struggling, especially with the three mana slot where um, we, we now pulled out one Steward of Darkshire because we had, to, we had to get rid of cards. And so I'm not quite sure, at least in Paladin, I'm not quite sure what I pull out to put this in. I, I mean, I, I see, I definitely see the advantage. Um, and so, you know, maybe you pull out a divine favor and play this instead. I'm not sure, but I could also see it in any of the odd decks. Like, yeah, I, I would at least think it warrants testing in odd demon hunter or odd rogue. Now I'm not, I'm not typically a, uh, an aggro player. I mean, I I can play it, but I'm not, you know, a specialist or, or anything, but drawing cards is a good thing. And, uh, you thing. know, I like, this is the thing, like you top deck this, you love to see it. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about trying it in odd rogue. Like, I, I don't know. Three mana has, some pretty darn good options already, and also there's the one mana secret passage. So we'll we'll see we'll we'll see if it slots in there. I I don't know. Somebody proved me wrong. You could be totally right. It seems a little clunky and small at that point, but yeah, the only thing you find out is to play test it. You know, just to yeah. see. You know, like I said, the paladin. The obvious connection is the um, oh, I forgot the name of the card. Nate just said it. Um, do a divine um, divine favor. Divine favor, thank you. Yeah, um, but like in Rogue, there isn't really, you know, there isn't really that draw mechanic. DH, there isn't that same kind of draw mechanic right now. So, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I, I think it'd be interesting to test. It's it's difficult because uh, you know we say this every time it's time to do a card review is that our decks are so refined that uh, trying to remove something to slot something new in is oftentimes very difficult. I mean, it needs incredible power or incredible synergy. And so, you know, my first thought is if, you know, if it's an aggro deck, they're probably already running this and the odd or even doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, it, like for odd rogue at the three slot, it's hench clan yeah. thug, right? Like that's what you want. Right. On yeah. three, like every time. Oh, I'd take Henchclan over Reader anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and, and you know, do I think that this nerf, uh, the pr- predominantly in Wild, where you're seeing this played as an aggro druid, like the token druid, and I don't really see that changing. And like Palmanos was saying, you're not playing it on two anyways, uh, because you have cards in your hand. Like if you play it on two, you're going to draw one card. Uh, you know, what's the point? So. Unless you got a god draw or something, and then yeah, I mean it's but, anyway, it's yeah. possible. But then you don't need a redirect to win if you got that done one. <laughs> That's though. exactly. Yeah. Then you've done, uh, yeah, I was talking to somebody about it, and then they said like usually if you have that and you've you've doubled and bigged at that point. So, you know, because you've dumped your entire hand. Yeah. 
I think it's interesting that they, like you said, they didn't make any text changes. They just changed mana costs, which mm-hmm. I, I kind of like just because they, in in the old days, like when they nerfed a card, they would nerf it to oblivion, like to, uh, to unplayability. And at least these are still playable, and it maybe it's it the simplest. It's the simplest way of nerfing something, right? Like the yeah, someone could be confused. Say they're a casual player, and they're like, "Oh crap! I used to be able to play Fiery War Axon too." I it says three now. I, I love it. Mike Mike is in chat. He says odd druid, uh, odd <laughs> aggro druid with Leroy. There you go. <laughs> hey, what? I mean, it, it it could be a thing. I remember hey, back you never in the know. Day, I think it was Highlung who hit uh, Legend with. It was either Odd Druid or Even Druid. Even, yeah. It was Even Druid, and it was like mm. so, like talk about off meta. Um, and uh, so it it can be done. <laughs> yeah, I do have one question. Um, I guess I, I would aim this more towards Palmanaus, but I think anybody could answer it is, you know, I think a lot of times we're seeing kind of the same decks over and over and over. And so my question is, do you think that there are still decks out there that are like undiscovered that have potential to be, um, you know, highly playable or good? I must say that there are, because um, what what is the meta, let's ask ourselves. It is the most effective way of winning, right? So if if you are someone who net decks, for example, you go to new on site and then you pick the latest deck and then just play it, right? New decks aren't getting discovered. People aren't willing to experiment with their cards because, first of all, um, it hits your MMR. It impacts your MMR if you lose too much. So you can play it in casual, but in casual, you don't actually get to test against the decks that matter in ladder, in rank ladder. So which is why I think experimentation is low in while because people just generally do not know what to do with their cards. Not everyone is a good deck builder. What they do is they take, they take a tried and tested deck and then go through with it all their lives. But for example, the deck I have been trying to build, the Cthulhu Warlock, and obviously, it's something that is a bit out of the way. It's not heard of ever. But I think it works uh, quite well against certain kind of decks. And unless you experiment, you never find it. And white players are very reluctant to experiment for some reason. And uh, there are decks like Evenlock, which need much more refinement. Uh, it, it still won't be good by any stretch of imagination, but it won't be bad. That's what I'm saying. In while there are many decks which are not good but they are uh, not bad either mm-hmm. and that is only only possible that is only possible uh, because uh, wild has a huge collection to derive from and if someone can make combinations work i think the game spins on its head i agree with you 100% i wish that there was more and it's so easy to find you know decks that other people are playing with i mean even then in uh you know it's easy to go you go to neon site you go to tempo storm you go to um, hs replay or vicious syndicate and you find someone else's list and you can just run it uh i I think my only counter argument would be that um just because you can um you know you're able to copy someone's list doesn't mean that you're going to be able to pilot it very well but 
but I agree with you. I mean, I, I feel like there's a very big lack of experimentation, particularly in deck building. So I, I, there's just like the secret sauce is out there somewhere and uh, it just hasn't been discovered yet. I, I think a big issue with that is we're in the age of the inter- internet, right? Like it's so easy to be able to go on the internet and find these things. Right. When the game was, was newer, people were experimenting, people were trying to figure this stuff out. Take a game like Magic, where you couldn't just hop on the internet and figure out what was good. You had to yeah. sit there with your cards, and you had to figure out what you're going to do, how you're going to you know, pilot this tournament, and, and everything like that. It's become a little easier now, right? You want to rank up, you see what's on Twitter, uh, you see what who hit rank one legend with which deck... You know, it's 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 super easy, though, to say you can't say that there aren't people out there that are deck builders because there definitely are. And I know like Wildcard, he's raising his hand right now because (laughs) this guy I know, I remember not long ago, he was posting saying, is there any streamers out there that play off off meta decks? I want to watch them. Is there anybody playing off meta decks? And yeah, they're hard to find. I I do want to say Labore Sangre is one of the best who will just take some idea. Like I swear, this guy goes to work and he's sitting there and he's like, "I'm gonna Anka and then I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna do that and I'm just gonna kill him." And then, and so he he thinks of all these things and then he comes home from work and he he does it. He goes on stream and he'll pilot something like that at a very high rank against all of the the meta decks and i appreciate guys like that so uh wild card uh, you already raised your hand there yeah, no. <laughs> what, what, what? no but i i i yeah obviously i have some input in this um no it, it is you, you you first of all you got to be smart about the meta too you can't just say well i want to build blah 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 and just play it you got to know what you're playing against because the meta is the meta it's you know 90 percent of the decks that you're going to see are are either the, you know like this aggro deck or this control deck or this OTK deck. So you've got to think, what am I, what are my options? What are my answers for these decks? And what do I want to do? And how can I do this against these decks? There's a, it's it's an entire puzzle. It's the thing I find most fascinating about playing wild is that creative aspect of it, but you can, but a lot of times you fail because you, we want to do the thing and then Reno priest happens and you're like, I can't do the thing. (laughs) You know, because you just get you just get owned, and and that's okay to fail sometimes. You know, but you keep plugging away at stuff, and you know sometimes you hit legend with or, or near legend with off meta stuff. You know, yeah, I I do want to give a a couple shout outs, uh, particularly, um, like you said, Laborious Angre typically playing a lot of off meta stuff as a deck builder. Mike Lowe plays a lot of off meta stuff. Recently, he built a Shrivala Paladin with with the new Nazoth that has been really fun to watch. Uh, ben from work has been, he does a lot of things. I think he, he did a Holy Wrath Paladin a while back. He did a, he's playing an OTK Demon Hunter deck right now. And you can do well with those. I think like Wildcard was saying, one of the trickiest things is, is you can build your off meta deck, but it's then how does that interact with the current meta? And when you're seeing super refined uh, Reno Warlock, Reno Priest, Secret Mage, like oftentimes feels bad to run your, um, you know, your off-meta deck into some highly refined 
meta deck, but I mean, we've been having fun with it. So the last few weeks, you know, once a week, we'll, we'll sit down for a couple hours and play off meta decks. And I mean, we can get, we can get wins off of the, the meta decks, which, and I think that those are the most satisfying, right? Is when we, um, yeah. No, what, what makes the deck off meta is that it can actually net wins against some meta decks. It loses right. to the general field, but at least it wins, it guarantees wins against something else. That's true. That's a good take. And it, and it makes you, I think, a better player, too, because you have to try that much harder, you know, to, to get the wins instead of just, you know, when you play a meta deck, you get in that rhythm and you can just coast. You yeah. really can. Um, but when you and play off meta, every game's a challenge. Yeah, it's not just basically if it's a meta deck against a meta deck, it almost becomes a math equation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you do this, here's my counter, right? Mm-hmm. I'll do this, here's your counter. You got the off meta deck, got to get that brain thinking, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, a whole new level. It's it's not just playing the meta. You're you, you're solving your own puzzle. Well, and that's why Which, I, think yeah, I think I think a parallel can be drawn to chess. Because there are openings which are quite uh, usually used in competitions, but then someone comes up with something which is very innovative. You are stuck figuring out what the hell is this guy playing. So you <laughs> also mispilot your day or, or your board game in this matter. Right. Well, that's why it's so exciting when I see like that uh, the tournament that Mike is is going to be hosting in early January that has got special deck building rules. And so you can't just get Reno, you know, you can't play Reno priest in that, you know, you can't play um, Q block or anything, you know, you have to create special decks for these. And the fun thing about that is uh, like every single deck is off meta. And a lot of times, like, you know, I know how to play into Reno priest. I know how to play into aggro druid. And like, you just know right off the bat, you're not going to see those. So, uh, it, it gives it a, a special, um, I don't know, like it, like we were talking earlier, like watching worlds was a little bit um, awkward because I'm not familiar with any of these decks, but you know, you got the best players in the world and they're all playing essentially the exact same lists and yeah. it turns into a, you know, a math equation um, and it gets a little stale when this like special, special rules, everybody's playing off meta. It makes it, in my opinion, a lot more entertaining to watch. So I like that. Uh, before we get too far off track, I did want to bring up, um, I forgot about this, but there were comments about wild in particular that Alec, um, talked about on Twitter real quick. Uh, so somebody said, I'm just going to read these. Um, they're on the screen here. If you want to follow along or you can go on the Twitter, but, uh, somebody called Mark HS said, Hey, great, great to get such comprehensive explanations from the developers. Thank you. I think these are good nerves. I like how responsive the team is. Would you consider reverting brand back to seven mana when it rotates into wild? It won't be an issue at seven mana in that format. One word answer. Yes. And then there was a follow-up question. How is wild factored into the nerfs? Raza priest is also hit by the Polkelt nerf. Was that an intentional hit at the current top deck or is that an incidental bonus? And he said, we saw the pull kilt nerf as a way to hit a number of issues wild included. We'll see how that plays out in wild specifically and decide if further changes are necessary for a deck like Rasa priest. And so uh, we'll see. It will be interesting. I, for me, I don't think that it fundamentally changes the deck all that much, but uh, I've played pull kilt on curve many times playing reno priest and you just have to pray that the warlock player is not playing um 
<laughs> Nomferatu <laughs> and uh Orticinus, right? But um but the Nomferatu one will will snipe your wind condition there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But but anyways, I, I do like that specifically that they're um keeping wild at my in mind with some of these and I really do hope uh for all of our sake that they revert the brand in particular back to seven when it rotates to wild, I, it feels unnecessary in wild, at least. I mean, I, well, I the hit... fact that they said yes, that they'll consider it. I mean, they're going to, everyone's going to hold this against them if they don't. <laughs> well, we all know Hunter is not a problem in wild anyways. I, I mean, it's, it's definitely playable, but it's not top tier. And so I don't think that causes any problems. Yeah, so. it's it's weird that it's like one of the best deck or the best classes in in standard and the worst class in in wild. You know, it's yeah. I've always wondered why like, why Duin plays wild. He should just port over to standard and make his mark there. He loves us. That's why because his Duin mark, his hunter's mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny, but yeah, I I do like that. I mean, he was very decisive, yes. Uh, so, I mean, you can read into it, but I don't see any reason why not. So, we'll see. Now, I, I do want to compare the Polkelt nerf to the nerf that we saw to open the Waygate and, and when they changed it from six spells to eight and everybody was complaining that it wasn't enough. And then it turned out, yes, it was enough. And so, I don't want to snap say that this was, that they're wrong here or that this you know, has a, a large impact on wild. I mean, personally, I, I think we all sort of agree that oftentimes you're not playing pull Kelt on four anyways. And so because of that, it probably lessens the impact, but um, I, I do kind of prefer these micro adjustments versus uh, like destroying the card. Mm-hmm. Though, hold on with open the way gate. Did it not happen where it got played even more afterwards? I don't think yeah, I, don't, I don't think the numbers really changed very much, but over time, like I think it took a good I mean, couple wow. of months before before we saw a big decrease. But like I, I did my legend climb this month. I played a bunch of games this this entire month. I've seen maybe two, one or two quest mages. Oh, That's yeah. it. I mean, it's just yeah. Right. They're not around as much now, but it, when it was nerfed, it, it it totally didn't go away. Like I, it was all over yeah. the place. I think. Yeah, I, people, I agree with Hydralisk. I think that people were wanting to experiment with it though, and to find out, you know, does does the did the nerf make a difference? And I think we're kind of uh, pushing Blizzard to to see, um, you know. Did it make an impact or not? And so nobody stopped playing with it for the first couple of months. But part of it, I also think, is the combination because when they hit Evocation, that hurt the deck also. And so Evocation at two, I think people stopped running that card entirely. And so after two nerfs, it's like, uh, maybe this isn't the greatest thing anymore. Yeah, I think I think Reno Priest is what killed it. I don't think... I think Reno Priest getting better is no. what killed that deck more than that deck's nerf that deck's nerf agree i mean i i I guess i think illusia was a a big counter to it right if they proc they finish the quest you play illusia and you steal their quest reward but i don't think that like i feel like quest mage was a good counter to 
Reno Priest. I mean, you had to YOLO when you play the quest, but um, because Reno Priest is typically pretty slow, I mean, you could scam wins off of them. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I agree with you there. All the hot takes. It could just be that people just want to play the better deck. You know, if you're playing a, a top meta deck, why would I play Quest Mage when Reno Priest always gets wins? You know? That's, yeah, that's just, you know, just a better deck. Or you could just play Warlock. <laughs> Make Quest Mage great again. Just kidding. No, <laughs> no. Just kidding. Just kidding. I, I remember there was a time I when Quest that Mage was in the meta. I used to run two copies of Nerubian Unraveler in every deck. It yeah. was disgusting. It was disgusting that deck. You had to sit and wait for the opponent to finish you. You had no say in the matter whatsoever. Mm-hmm. At yeah, least that would, control. yeah, yeah. I know it does, and um, you, you have to you have to build decks specifically to counter it, which is difficult, um, and, and it forces you to play suboptimally. It was very frustrating, and I think one of the things that felt the worst about the uh, quest mage, to me at least, was the random factor of it. You know, oh yeah, I play three ice blocks and. Uh, you know, just the stuff that they would get off of evocation yeah. and with um, Sorcerer's Apprentice reducing everything down to zero. It's like I, I get so frustrated because it's one thing when you know what the opponent is playing, you know, yeah. at least you can play around it to some extent or you know that it's coming. Where with Quest Mage, like it's just random. It's all random and who knows. Yeah. And you can't you can't play around that. You just lose and it's very frustrating. It was a very high skill deck, I'll agree with that, but uh, even when played poorly, you chalked out wins. That was very bad to see, because uh, RNG worked in your favor. Right. I feel like the cards that keep dodging the nerve, Sorcerer's Apprentice and and Edwin Van Cleef, uh, maybe they'll be touched, though, after the rotation or the, or I the don't, rework. Uh... I really <laughs> hope they don't nerf Edwin. Just rotate him. I don't know. I don't think he's a problem in Wild. Uh, I don't either. Rotation, honestly, Hall of Fame seems like the perfect solution. Yeah, Hall of Fame, Edwin, for sure. Sorceress, I might not complain if they touch Sorceress. All they have to do is say, cannot reduce below one. That would fix fix the problem. That'd be okay. They fixed Snip Snap the same way, right? Why can't they do it to mages? Yeah. Did you, as as a Warlock player, did you play a lot of Snip Snap? No, I hated that deck because, uh, No, I just hated that deck. It didn't feel like Warlock. Philosophy with Warlock begins and ends with drawing cards at the expense of your life total. Snip Snap absolutely skipped past all of that to get a broken win condition. I hate decks like that. Uh, it was definitely not honorable. I'll give you no. that. <laughs> I tried to play it one time on my lunch break on my cell phone. I, 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 I tried to do it. and You can't play that on a phone. It didn't no. work. You need to have good APM. It's very difficult. To <laughs> yeah, do I was like, phone. come on, come on. <laughs> swipe, like, swipe, okay. swipe. <laughs> yep. Never, never played it again. It was the one and only attempt I made. That's pretty fun. I saw Palmanos. I saw um, Ben. Ben, we played with Ben from work a while back. This is uh, this is a, a while back, but uh, he was playing Quest Warlock. With yeah. with uh, 
God, I think it was Maligos. And so you, you know, you draw, 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 and the, and a whole bunch of burn. So fun. Uh, is it good? I don't know, but it was so fun. Yeah, the quest. I feel like the quest needs to be experimented with a lot because I, I don't, I don't. It's a, it's a huge requirement to finish it. It's twenty cards, but still, I mean, I think it has a lot of potential because with plot twist, I mean, you can do things with it. And uh, especially when Warlock has Solarium and plot twist that combo without losing anything, you finish your quest. I think it needs to be experimented upon. Uh, a big Warlock sort of, uh, which which is not Darkest Hour, but uh, something like LPG Mage could be achieved by experimenting a bit more. That reminds me. Uh, have you played at all with the, the Deck of Chaos? Uh, I have tried slotting it into every uh, deck and it didn't work out at all. I mean, I was very hyped for Deck of Chaos and it did nothing for me. So I have not kept it in any of the lists. I think that was one where we we got so excited when yeah. we first saw the card. Like, just the potential is crazy, but yeah. uh, it's just it's just not good enough. It's too expensive. Uh, I have three things to say about it. It's too expensive. It does not have a good animation at all. I'm play. And the third thing is, of course, that it, once it hits that curve, it's a spell which does nothing for six mana. That turn you get nothing. It's like a worse Alunith in that case. Where if it's Alunith, you're guaranteed something, right? But with Deck of Chaos, you're guaranteed random things which might not even be needed at that point. Right. I think our thought was because Pocket Galaxy was good, right? And this was cheaper. Maybe that's yeah, yeah. Oh, one day that that's the thing. Like this is an eternal format. So I also think like the the Warlock Quest uh, drawing twenty cards. That's scary for me being in this format forever yeah with with what could come out and same um with dick of chaos like no cards are bad they are bad so that's what's that's why it's good that it's 20 you know i yeah the the hot take the animation is terrible i love that (laughs) um i agree also so my yeah that's what mike mike saying that in the chat and also ben saying i think one of the one of the bad effects is that it doesn't affect your hand at all it's only your deck i i I kept feeling that there's a build around where you could play maligos for four mana Mm -hmm. um but so that it You'd have to build around, but even then, none of it's guaranteed. Like you would have to specifically tutor for the spell, which you really can't. I mean, you'd have to be running yeah. probably double plot twist and maybe even the quest. And even then, it's 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 a little bit too random. I don't think that it's. Um... Plus, what if you draw a Maligos in your hand? Then your entire plan is foiled. Right. Yeah. No, it just feels really bad. Yeah. You'd have to. You'd have to. I don't know. You'd have to kind of, you'd probably play the deck of chaos and then plot twist, but what are the chances that you're going to do that? And then you just have to stall early game. Like it just doesn't feel good enough. Yeah. When, when you, have... work, you would shuffle it back in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What is your take? It's, on it's a lot of, it's a lost, lot of wasted effort to make something work when Thorazen does it with far more effectiveness. Right. What is your take on ticket is? Oh, it's my favorite card. It's, <laughs> oh, it's I, I I I grab popcorn before playing it. I get grab, <laughs> grab popcorn and just wait for the opponent to concede because he's not doing anything after the ticket is. Oh, that's especially or you just, do you especially just... 
especially for the big priest players i mean it feels great just burning every resurrect spell there is yeah i've got a i've good time playing it against uh, the reno decks as well um reno priest in particular playing a ticket is it's, it's just so satisfying oh. And with the combo decks that are doing the rounds, like Druid is running a lot of combo as well, right? So you mill one of these cards and their game is over. But yeah. a ticket is actually mills 10, so the game is W over. Yeah, that's true. I mean, with, with Bran... I do, Hydra, do you remember that game we played? Uh, mm-hmm. That deck you had? We milled... Th- what was it? 30 cards, right? Yeah. I mean, we played oh, it's the- ridiculous. I got to post that replay somewhere. It In- was amazing. In one it, it, turn, we played Bran and three copies of Ticketus in one turn. We <laughs> <laughs> milled the entire I'm deck. Telling you, I'm telling it you, the so Warlock good. has never, never gotten a card as good as Ticketus. That's why I was yeah. surprised that it didn't get touched on a nerf. You know, like, I think it's fine. It's not a broken card by any means, but five's a bit much. You know, that's always been my stance on it. Maybe three, maybe yeah. two. You know, yeah, because you're a big priest player. I get your sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> I I did one of the two games I lost was to a ticketist. So <laughs> tipping my hat to the audio to the audio listeners. I tipping my. Hat. <laughs> but yeah, it does it does feel bad because yeah, it's it that's and that's what it is. It's a feels bad card. You don't want to you know. It's not like you just got bested. It's kind of like mill. You know, it's like mill rogue. It's the same thing where you just you're not really beating me you're not knocking my you know you're just destroying my deck and that's just not fun so oh and resurrecting um, taunts is fun <laughs> what's that resurrecting taunts is fun endlessly <laughs> it is more big stuff over and over again well this is the thing i think yeah. the way that ticket is works is when you, when you pull it off on your opponent it feels like you're the king of the world. Like it's the it best does. thing ever, right? <laughs> when it happens to you, you start throwing oh. your keyboard, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like it's it's horrible. It's the worst <laughs> feeling. Um, but you can't stop it. That's the thing. You're like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I know like I'm trying to draw it because you, when you realize you're playing against ticket stack, start. Let me start drawing my stuff. Let me start getting my stuff in my hand that I need because I don't want it to get burned and lose, you know. And you start out. You start playing it a different way to not get your deck destroyed. That's terrible, you know? That's not yeah, it's very hard. Out. It's very, very, very hard to stop a Ticketus Warlock because it always corrupts well. And you, it always sees play in any Warlock deck because you have at least a Void Lord or a Malganis to trigger it, right? At the least. Right, right. So I think, I think unless you dirty that and get lucky, I, I don't think you're stopping a Ticketus Warlock. The only way to stop it... I, and I see people making a case against it by saying it, it is bad because I think uh, it, it is slow. It is not a guaranteed win condition. It is very slow to come and you need to have both presence. You cannot just brand ticketers and then expect to win because you don't have a taunt wall guarding you, right? You're doing nothing with uh, with a board. It is not a block. It is not a rush or charge or anything. So it's a turn where you are uh, sacrificing uh, a lot of tempo for for future benefits so you need to have a boat presence first and then play ticketers you can't just um play naked mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah i've done that by mistake as well when i first started playing with, with it a little bit i, I drop like, oh, yeah, it without right. it being like, Tem- let me just tempo this out real oh. 
Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> I'm a moron. Yeah. Can see. I've seen people running it in uh, a lot of Reno decks lately, and I think the thing that you'd have to be careful about is it's got some anti synergy with Void Caller and with uh, Witch Willow, but worst case scenario, you know, they still pull um, a, a giant minion. So, you know, worst case scenario, the, the battle cry doesn't trigger, but that's that's okay if you, if you need the body. But I solely exclude Arch Willow and Void Callers in lists that I, that I run ticketers. I do not want it to be a, a stats-based stat minion. I want it for the battle cry. Agreed. I will not include it in the deck if, if it weren't for the battle cry. So yeah. I'm sorry. So you don't you don't use Void Caller with Ticketus? Mm. Did I understand that correctly? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nor, nor Arch Witch Willow. Yeah, no, no, I think that's probably a good take because it just feels really bad. Um, I mean, Q-Block is, is a great deck, and that's primarily where you're cheating out these minions, and Ticketus just is not a good, probably a good card for that deck, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and if you're not having Bran, uh, I'm sorry, for the last time, no, uh, if you're not having Bran, I don't think it's worth playing at all. Five cards burned isn't much, in my opinion. It doesn't win you the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's crazy when you think about it because 10 cards is a third of their deck. And by the time you play it, a third of their deck is, has probably already played because you're waiting now until turn eight. Um, yeah. And yeah, by well, that the, time, the, it's pretty much like the rest of their deck is gone. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing was with the deck, Nate, uh, that w- we were playing is was it was try to get to your ticket as a like ASAP. So th- that was different. It was a full-on let's get to Ticketus and destroy their deck. That that one was different. It was straight up let's Ticketus. It was running everything. It runs Geppetto, and so yeah. you pull Ticketus as a one, uh, mm-hmm. as a one-one. So it's super easy to corrupt, and then you just uh, brand Ticketus, Zola Ticketus, <laughs> or or whatever it was. Yeah, and, it was uh, dirty. It was very dirty. That well, was the point of it. So it was... <laughs> we we mostly. We mostly lost with it, but when we won, it was like so degenerate that uh, it, it was it was worth it. Yeah. I would not play it on on the ladder, I don't think. But it was all, it was very very fun. I'll give you that. So, for you, not for the opponent. Oh uh, no, it was beautiful. Yeah, a recent opponent would like to be your friend. Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it for the news and, and the nerves. I'd like to talk about this decade of the week since we're oh. sort of talking warlock. Bills one, one, sorry. One quick thing. Nate. Yeah, course, I really apologize. No, it's fine. We went seven and seven. Oh, okay. Oh, you found it. Yeah. So, okay. It was 50, 50. We did not mostly win. <laughs> Thought I'd bring it up. Seven and seven. Well, Hey, with it, we didn't mostly lose. It was definitely fun. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about our deck of the week. So I'm going to put it up on the screen here. It uh, it's a Cthun. It's Cthun Warlock, really. I mean, essentially, it, it's a uh, it, it. I'm interested in hearing Palmanos talk about it, but in first glance, for me, it's demon centric, like a control warlock, really, where I've got a bunch of board clears with my uh, Felbolt, my Defile, my Dark Skies. Uh, Cascading Disaster, which seems surprisingly good to me. Uh, Lord Godfrey for clears. 
And then you've got that core demon package with the Void Callers, Dreadlords, Malganus, Voidlord. Uh, you've got Witch Willow, which will pull a couple of them. You've got Blood Reaver Gul'dan, which will bring them all back. And then against the Reno decks, you've got the Nomferatus, which is great after they pull Kelt. Uh, and then you've got the Finley Grizzled Wizard combo to steal their hero power. Um, and then, uh, of course, the 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 fun card in this deck is Cthulhu the Shattered, which uh, actually seems pretty pretty good to me in a control build. The spells that this um, that that are included in the Cthulhu package seem actually pr- pretty strong to me. So, um, Palmanos, what can you tell us about this deck? I think um, the Cthulhu inclusion was for the board clears mainly. And uh, the, it gives us a lot of uh, leeway. Uh, what I mean is that when when you see at the beginning of the turn, there's a Cthulhu being played, there's a sense of impending uh, uh, a turn coming where you think that is the win condition for the deck. But it is not. Cthulhu is just secondary in this deck. The first idea to win is have boat control. There's a lot of aggro and what Cthulhu gives is a lot of boat clear and taunts. So that is the reason for the inclusion without including uh, slow cards like Hellfire and uh, Corrupting Mist, for example. Uh, the other thing about it is uh, that it's not, in- not including Sense Demons because um, I think that is too slow uh, in, this, uh, in, this, in this kind of a lineup. What I included instead was Free Admission because it gives you tempo. This deck is all about playing tempo. Uh, and... By turn 10, you expect to have a Gul'dan in your hand and you have already killed many minions so that it resurrects you. And finally, if they answer your Gul'dan board, then you pull off the Cthulhu and then surprise the hell out of them. Because <laughs> apparently, yeah, apparently no one sees it coming, right? And uh, the one thing to be mindful about when playing Cthulhu is to watch out for Counterspell because if you cannot cast or mill or any anything uh, of, of Cthulhu, you will not be able to pull off the combo because all the spells needs to be casted uh, in this deck. Right. And I have, I have included Sack Pact because we need healing in this deck, It's um, which is the same reason for the inclusion of Mistress of Mixtures. The Finlay combo is obviously for Reno Rock, uh, I mean, uh, Reno Priest. Fellbolt is for uh, clearing small minions that I don't want to waste AoE on. Uh, defile is Defile. Two Nomferatus because... Well, two Nomferatus. <laughs> then we have, <laughs> then we have, uh, which you mentioned, Cascading Disaster. It is one of the single best uh, spell cards to be added to Warlock. It will always corrupt, and it is incredible to play because you have already have fell bolts and uh, defiles to clear the small minion. And then after that, you can just play a four mana Cascading Disaster. In fact, I've played. Uh, two cascading disasters for eight manas, cleared big priest boards, and then they have no resurrect spells in their hand. It has worked many times, and uh, Godfrey is for the for a similar reason. It is full of board clears, right? Willow gives you tempo. Dreadlord, Malganis, and Voidlord are the package, and uh, Spear of Sapiens is. I, I love including that in any control deck because you decide what card you need, and also, some people do not understand that you also decide what card you won't be using for the rest of the game because it's right shuffled back in at the end of the deck. 
So there are some matchups where I don't need so many board clears. So I don't mind them going to the end of the tick. Yeah, I really like it. It seems like a lot of fun and it's um you know, teched against your bad matchups. Yeah. The so Cthulhu to me feels like an like you were saying like an alternate win condition where I mean a lot of times if you're able to control the board early game, the upper end of this has the big demons that are so difficult to deal with that uh, especially yeah. like the dreadlord is one of the best cards I think that uh warlock ever got combined with mm-hmm. the void lord the Malganus, and you can cheat them out early with the void caller it's just fantastic yeah, yeah it's like i won't say it, i won't say i won't say it's a top meta deck for sure it, uh, i don't think the, the with the shell it is possible but it is quite a good deck it works how yeah, i went uh, to oh sorry wild card go for it go for yeah. it um yeah because I, I played a little bit of it i think i did like one win less than than the uh the warlock master uh, did it, it 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 checked out i went like nine and five with it um and, it, and i played a fair share of like Cthulhu in other decks and i've got my my Cthulhu druid and i'm like i don't really think i was thinking about it when i was playing this i'm like Cthulhu is actually good for because you get 34 cards instead of 30 yeah. you know you're, you're, it's it's like cheating <laughs> it's it's a yeah. really good card to just throw in yeah. any deck you know just for that that extra removal it's 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 so good, and, you know. And the important thing is to be not lost in the power of Cthulhu because we don't need that card to win. It's yeah. we cannot build a deck around that card. It's a supplementary and a complementary card. It is not the sole condition for any deck. It shouldn't be because thirty damage is nothing, and it's untargeted damage, right? A normal um, board full of what paladins will soak it up. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. It doesn't all go phase. So, but it, it's nice, you know, in the event that the match goes long or that, uh, you know, uh, it can it can get you out of a bad situation potentially. It's it puts them on the clock. It, it is yeah. like it's your yog. It's yeah. a backup plan. Hey, let me ask you about free admission. Have you had um, when we were doing the card card review shows? We had talked about it a little bit. We compared it to Sense Demons, and the question I was kind of like, how do those compare? I think you sort of have to build around it. Um, yeah, in in sense demons, you are specifically searching for demons in free admission. I'm actually not. If I get demons, great, but I need my boat clears. That's why I put um, free admission in because it lets you draw two cards at the price of nothing almost. And if you get discounted demons, sometimes in turn seven, you can even do sense demons and then put out a big uh, minion on board. Which uh, I mean, free admission. Uh, you can put a big minion on board, which discounts the demons. The the only issue with free admission that I had, and maybe this is just a meta centric thing, was the uh, the grizzled uh, the grizzled Finley combo. Uh, free admission would draw one of those sometimes too. And it, yeah, you know, well, if I wasn't against a priest, though, right? exactly. I only played exactly. against a couple of priests, mm-hmm. but sometimes you. And I think the one of the, I think I went one and one against priest, um, and I don't think it factored into a, either of of the matches for me at least um it no it also helps it also helps against uh odd paladins for example if you good draw point, the combo yeah. very good point or yeah. odd rogue or even shaman any of those decks right mm-hmm. it's not just reno priest the combo is there for although i put it in for that reason but um it also disrupts other things and especially things like uh jena for example or amazing reno you want to get rid of those hero powers or even in a warlock mirror where you want to get rid of the opponent's gul'dan mm-hmm. you know you need those cards 
Last week after the show, I played on stream for a while and I was playing some Reno lock and I remember going up against an odd warrior and that's, that's how I won, uh, was uh, <laughs> stealing their hero power and they just couldn't do anything. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you can't, I think I gave them a totems or something like that, you know, and it was like, you know, if you can't uh, tank up every turn, you're not going to win uh, and, all, and all your armor cards, they don't do anything. And pro tip always give them the worst power in the game. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and and yeah, uh, Cthulhu is saying uh, the Uther OTK also if it comes down to that. So mm-hmm. it's good. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of versatility. I mean, a lot of times you you won't need it, but it's it's nice to have uh, in your back pocket just in case, and it messes with your opponent enough to, uh, you, if nothing else, you can tilt them with a little <laughs> psychological warfare. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get a friend request after that one for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's good. I mean, it's it. That's the unfortunately Reno Priest is so strong. That's one of the ways that you beat it. I mean, you you know you're not going to out tempo it because yeah. it's it's so fast now. I mean, the deck is is refined more than we've ever seen it refined, and uh, trying to out tempo it is not going to work. So you, you know you just wait until they 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 combo up and then you steal their hero power and then they can't yeah. win anymore. It, it, this, uh, this deck literally cannot lose to Reno Priest, which is why it works. And there's a lot of Reno Priest where I'm playing. So, I mean, it's just an obvious inclusion. Yeah. Mine too. Cool. I'm, I'm tempted to, uh, I'm tempted to try to grind this one out to legend next month, just for the fun <laughs> factor. Uh, it looks, it looks so good. So, yeah, and how many times have you actually played a Cthune, like a fully uh, realized Cthune? That's a great question. The answer is none. <laughs> <laughs> really? I think in all the games, in all the games, I've I've played with Cthune. I think I've only uh, played it once, maybe twice. I was playing. We played Wildcard, and I played a lot of it in his Druid deck, and I think that. <laughs> I got lethal with it once um, and I was cool to see it go off, but it's very difficult because you have not only do you have to play all four cards, but even then it shuffles it into your deck. So the, you know, you drawing it is, is not guaranteed or, or easy. I did it it twice. With your deck. So. Okay. Generally end before it goes, if it goes there, you're already, so Cthulhu makes no difference. It's just the uh, additive cards that it comes with that makes all the difference. Sure. Yeah. And then fail safe at the end, just in case. Yeah. Just in case. If you're, if you're in a tempo battle, for example, a fatigue battle, and you need to get in some damage before you conk out, right? You put a jam Cthulhu in. I've never personally got to use it. But if it, theoretically, it should work, right? Yeah. 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 It's always that that it puts them on the clock, and it, it makes and once you once it once you use all four of those cards, that yeah. point you know it they they know I could I have to stay above thirty. I have to have at least some health on the board. I can't just have. So they board. start they start doing ridiculous things to keep their health up. Like I've seen a priest do uh, renew from twenty nine health because he's worried about. <laughs> <Come on>. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like it though. I mean, I think that there's something to be said for playing games. Um, you know, you're trying to psych your opponent out or scare them into playing suboptimally. And so why not? I mean, this is great. And uh, yeah, no, no, a lot of these cards, a lot of the Cthulhu cards, I agree, are really good. Um, we see people start playing them in the uh, battlegrounds, or not battlegrounds, I'm sorry, um, uh, duels. Duels, duels yeah. be- because you get so much value from them. I mean, I love seeing one of those. It's a, they're board clears or a giant taunt. Yeah. So. And surprise damage to face, don't forget. Seven damage. Yeah, oh, it works great. So, okay. Do you guys have any any other questions about the deck? Uh, I'm looking forward to playing it, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have anything specific until I, you know, like, uh, did we discuss, I mean, it all depends on matchup, but in, in general, mulligan-wise, what, like, what are we looking for? Um, I'm looking for board clears in an aggro matchup, the demon package for, in a control matchup. And Cascading Disaster is a must-keep. I will never keep uh, Finlay unless I have both of them at the same time, uh, Grizzle Wizard as well. Mm-hmm. Gnome I will keep against Priests. I will also keep Pre-Admission because it's really a great tempo card. And Willow, surprisingly, I tend to keep in, in slow matchups because it is quite good tempo if you look at it from that perspective. The rest is just shuffle it away. Now, the sure. one the one thing um, with Nope Faratu, I had this issue come up um, in a game I was playing where it was it was against a Reno Priest, and, and I had a Nope Faratu in my hand, and I was like, I wanted to hold it for when I saw Polkelt come out. And, but I was just like, and I eventually ended up just tempoing it out because I was like, I can't, I can't wait. I, I'll just, which is, you know. It's so a very what, what would you do in that situation? It's, it's a great point, which is why I included two of the Nomfratus, is because once I play, the priest gets careless, right? He, he thinks that, okay, it's done. You don't expect a second one incoming. So they do a pole kill. And then I put a Nomfratu, and it's a friend request after the match. <laughs> mind, mind games, man, mind yeah. games. That's great. It's all, tech. it's all tech for the priests. I mean, a big priest, I can't do much about it. Yeah, because they're obviously so high skilled. But in Reno Priest, we win. I like that. Well, and I think uh, free admission is a really interesting card because it it. I mean, you play the argument of uh, free admission versus uh, sense demons. They're they're both good in their own deck or or in the right. It depends what you're trying to do with it. And I think here when you're not necessarily looking for demons. You're looking for combo cards or you're looking for, Hey, if I'm, you know, it'll pull demons if I need demons. But if I'm trying to get my gnome for or I'm trying to get my Finley grizzled wizard, uh, that'll pull it also. And, um, that's great. Especially when half the deck is, is, uh, AOE. Um, it seems Plus, we have to remember we have to remember that we actually have 34 cards in the deck, right? So we need more of the card draws. Right, right. Uh, the the difficult, I think, I, I played a little bit with it over the past couple of days. The hard part that I had was struggling with uh, Sack sack Pact, where, because it only kills a demon, um, sometimes I would want to use it on something else. And... I know, I know. Sack Pact is not a, a 
to have in this deck, but it is very necessary once you see that how much aggro the meta is. Uh, you do need the healing, and we tap a lot. So I think just play it on a uh, on a demon when you have uh, nothing else to do. But if sure. you don't need to wait for a white collar, we just need to play it so that it gets added to the rest pool. For instance, uh, shamans are running rampant in wild sometimes. So they have evolve, revolve, and devolve. They have this trinity, and I just want to get my demon into the pool. So what I do is I get a malganis out somehow, and then I sack pack it immediately. We hold it so that it guarantees our revival via Gul'dan. Yeah, I think that's smart. I think uh, one of the games that I lost to was this. I didn't. I failed to play around devolve, and. It, I mean, you get punished for it so hard. Your taunts are gone. Your uh, invulnerability is gone, and your res pool is gone. <laughs> and so the yeah. idea of you know wait until you need it, um, kill kill one, and also you know if if you say you're approaching later game, you're able to pull a void lord, and um, maybe you. You know, you're facing up against an aggro deck. You've got a Gul'dan coming. You can kill it with Sack Pack. You've got three taunts yeah. to replace it, and so, yeah. uh, you uh, know, and then revive it. So against Demon Hunter, this uh, Sack Pack is very effective because I, I, I'm not talking about killing their demons. I'm talking about killing mine because they run silence. So if you just tar target your uh, Void Lord with a Sack Pack, you get something they cannot silence, right? Also, Kuthulin. Uh, mentioned that sack pack um is really good for popping counterspell correct right the, and, yeah, and, and oh my yog as well because counterspell and oh my yog are going to be a big deal here when it comes to your Cthune cards right correct so and i can need... use sack pack to like when it seems obvious it's a counterspell right you can yeah you can definitely use it at that point and it's free zero mana yeah and you can just drop it just to be sure because I said we need to pull the Cthun cards to win the game, right? At least we need to complete the uh, quartet of cards. So we do need to test for spells. So uh, Oh My Yog and, um, as you said, Oh My Yog and Counterspell are huge obstructions in the way. Right. Yeah, you don't want to lose one of your big four Cthun cards. That, you know, uh, then, no, yeah. no, no, no. The threat is gone now. Yeah. I do have a question. Have you considered putting Skull of the Minari in this at all? I had considered it, but there is far too much uh, weapon removal. And at turn 5, it does nothing. And when I'm looking at the tempo deck, I cannot afford to waste a turn 5. Uh, because as you see, we have no 5-costed uh, cards here in this deck currently. I am just holding uh, hope that our... Uh, Demon package is enough because Manari is a dead card. Zephyrus kills it, uh, Ooze kills it, uh, some people even steal Manari. It's, it's quite ridiculous how stupid it has become to play it now. <laughs> even if, if the only time it makes sense is in Q block where you do something after the demon is pulled out. I'm in no hurry to pull out the demon, I'm in a hurry to clear the board. And Manari does not let you choose the demons you want to pull. Sometimes you do not want to pull the Void Lord that, that, that you are hoarding for later. Or you do not want to pull uh, a Dread Lord because you know it will get uh, devolved, for example. Right. No, is, that's a really there, good point. I like that. Is there any thought to um, putting any more early uh, like AoE 
to to counter uh, aggro. Um, like uh, what is it? The the one that does two to all except for except for the demons. Demon. Um, oh, yeah. I can't think of the name of the card. Yeah. Right now. Um, is it demon fire or something like that? Yeah, it's, like it's that. A, yeah. I do not think we need more AOE at all yeah. because we have a lot of anti-aggro tools. You will soon find that uh, the Kathun, uh, the list of Kathun spells also gives you an AOE. We have uh, um, this thing, uh, the spell bolts and the defiles and the dark skies and the cascading disasters and the god phrase. I don't think we can. It makes no reasonable difference to add more AOE at this point. Okay. Interesting. All right. All right. Great. Looking well, forward to trying it out. Yeah, yeah. This looks like a lot of fun. I'm excited to play this. I think it'll be a blast. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. What what made you come up with it? Or what was the inspiration for this? Well, I had a cartoon and I wanted as <laughs> simple as that I like it <laughs> alright uh, okay well I think uh, it's about that time we can start kind of wrapping wrapping up the show and then get on into uh, the portion of the show where we play the deck on the ladder uh, Pominos for people who uh, are interested in following you online and want to want to interact with you or, or follow your content where can they where can they find you um, it's related to Hearthstone Twitter is great Like I have made a huge set of friends by interacting with Twitter in fact the first time I got Legend uh, this is a funny story I'd like to uh, talk about uh, the first time I, I joined uh, Hearthstone I didn't know anyone right so I went to Twitter and started following who everyone else was following so one of these German people, German-speaking people, came and approached me and said, "Are you also a German, uh, like German Hearthstone player?" And I said, "No." And then uh, it turns out that he was a great uh, player himself. He was uh, ranked ten consistently uh, for for a while. So I thought, hey, "Forget about it. Let's just teach me some Hearthstone, right?" So I added him, started talking with him, and uh, his name is Majim, by the way. He's a, he's a great player. He's, he guided my um, even log tech to my first ever legend and i think twitter is the place to be reddit is full of negativity all right but twitter people post deck lists they share things and the retweet feature feature is really excellent so regarding all hearthstone related content i think the first beneficiary of that should be in twitter i like that yeah no it's been a great place i think uh social media in general has the tendency to uh, backfire on people but the hearthstone community uh, particularly the wild one has been very welcoming and twitter seems Mm -hmm, to be the place to be Uh, of all the of all the places um twitter seems to be everything comes comes there first that's what i like about it Mm -hmm. if there's any hearthstone development the twitter knows about it yep Uh, so yeah, if if people want to interact with you on Twitter, your handle is uh, at Palmenaus P, and we'll include it with the show notes as well. And uh, hey, Wildcard, thank you for for covering for Mike tonight. We appreciate having you on. It's no always good to chat. Uh, where I'm can people to be here. where can people find you if they want to uh, follow your content? Uh, you can find me at on Twitter at Wildcard Hearth, W I L D C A R D H E R T H, and you can find me at Twitch uh, at uh, twitch.tv uh, slash wildcard hearthstone and I stream 
Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time and Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Central Time. So hope to see you there. Super cool. And then we've been doing our weekly uh, YouTube videos as well. Wild cards Correct. off off yeah, meta. Um, and uh, that's, but they've been a blast. So that's it's yeah, always fun, yeah, to, fun to, s- to see what you're going to come up with next. And uh, it's challenging, it, especially when you start to run out of ideas. It gets more <laughs> challenging because <laughs> I don't want to just make a video on a crap deck. I want to make it a, something people would in play and actually do well with. You know, so that's mm. it's challenging and it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's well. Thank you for covering tonight. We we appreciate it, and it's always yeah, good. To, always good to have you on the show. Yeah. Always good. And yeah, Hydra. Uh, where can people find you? Well, you could find me on Twitter and on Twitch at Hydralisk underscore HS. You can find me here every single Friday night at uh, 6 p.m. PST on the Born to be Wild podcast. And I encourage everybody to join our Discord. You can find that on our Twitter page. It's a great community. We have different channels for all different types of things, different decks, different modes, We've got channels for what TV shows you like to watch. So just like <laughs> pop in. It's 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 a great community. We we all have a good time. We post pictures of our cats, you know. <laughs> Dogs. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, it's it it's just a lot of fun. Like uh, you know, I'll have like a stressful day at work and I'll go on my lunch break and I'll just scroll through and everyone's having a great time and you just catch up on stuff and Talk to your friends. It's it's a good place to be, so you can catch me there and everybody else there. So highly recommend you check out the Discord. Where can we find you, Nate? Oh yeah, me of course. Uh, so the the best place uh, is Twitter. My uh, handle there is Nate Wolf TCG. It's N A T E W O L F E T C G. More importantly, you can find the show on our website. It's born to be wild Again, it's born to be wild hs as in Hearthstone and I agree with what Hydra said. Um, I think one of the uh, the nice things is our the Discord. Um, Mike spent, in particular, spent a lot of time setting it up, and and uh, it's really evolved a lot over the past six months or so. Um, where just a, a lot of things, you know, deck lists and everything, but uh, also the different game modes. A lot of people we've made a lot of friends there, and it's it's been a a blast hanging out with people, and I. I tend to do that too. Um, it's better than the, as far as social media goes, it's better than Facebook or anything else. I mean, I'm trying to, it's find very welcoming. It. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and every once in a while, um, you know, there will be, uh, some, it's some drama on there. We're very quick to, <laughs> to get rid of it. And, uh, and so, uh, we try, we try for sure. So, um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys coming out and, uh, and now, unrelated advice. We do have a follow-up question for everybody. With Nate Wolf. So, uh, it just as to, to, to wrap up the show here, uh, tra- tradition mandates that I ask you all an unrelated question. And with the holidays approaching, I have a question for you. Uh, we've all got somebody in our life that's difficult to shop for who has everything. And so my question is, what do you buy for the person who has everything? Uh, Hydra, I'll start with you. Well, the answer, uh, the person that already has everything is my son. Um, (laughs) that's the problem where, uh, he lives half at his mother's house and half at my house. So there's, Seems to be a bit of a competition as to what he gets. 
So, what do I buy him? An ability to humble himself, I suppose, because I... Like, it's a struggle, man. Like, for example, I bought him a trampoline. His mom bought him a better one. (laughs) Right? So, like, I I don't know. It's difficult. If anything, maybe a lump of coal. Do-do-do. Get him some Born to be Wild merch. (laughs) 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 Wild card, what about you? What do you you buy for the person who has everything? Oh, man. Something that they... Something that they don't expect, you know, something that's funny. I'm thinking about like, I, I did this to my wife a few years, but I guess it was, it was quite a few years ago now where um, I went and I had a pillow made, um, like a, just like a throw pillow. And I had my face put on it and like, it wasn't anything she wanted, but it was just, it's, and it's funny. Cause it's like, I'm doing this. Like I'm sleeping on the pillow in the, in the pillow. I should go just get the big pillow, but Whatever, like, but you know, just something like that. And she thought it was so stupid, but it was funny. We had a good laugh about it, and it was, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. You know, something that someone doesn't expect to get, but you know that they'll think is cool, even if it's like just something they don't care about, and you just have a good laugh about. Yeah. So. All right, I like it. I like it. Palmino's. What about you? Uh, what do you What do you buy for the person who has everything? I think um, good whiskey is a good start, mm-hmm. and then you. St- and then you even uh, complement it better with my company because the guy probably has the whiskey. <laughs> I love it. Wiser, wiser words were never spoken. You heard that on Born to be Wild. <laughs> Happy Feast of Wintervale. Happy Feast of Wintervale. Happy Feast of Wintervale. Happy Feast of Wintervale, champion. Have a happy Feast of Wintervale. It's the best time of the year. Did you know there's falling snow? So grab an ale or beer. Have a happy Feast of Wintervale. And when you play games with me, deck the halls, catapult snowballs at everyone you meet. Oh, the tavern brawl, play around and see. Great fathers dropping crates, smash them up with glee. Have a happy feast of Wintervale, and in case you didn't hear, we're getting fun card packs and free card packs from Blizzard this year. Have a happy feast of Wintervale. It's the best time of the year. Happy Feast of Wintervale. Happy Feast of Wintervale. Have a happy Feast of Wintervale. And when you play games with me, deck the halls, catapult snowballs at everyone you meet. Oh, the tavern brawl, play around and see. Great fathers dropping crates, smash them up with glee. Have a happy feast of Wintervale, and in case you didn't hear, Born to be Wild is the best podcast you'll listen to this year. Pleasant feast of Wintervale. 
Happy Feast of Wintervale. Happy Feast of Wintervale. Happy Feast of Wintervale. I will feast on your soul this Wintervale. <laughs>